0: What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to A Flare for the Curious. I'm your host, Anthony Swindell, and on today's episode of the podcast, I'm talking with Jessica Gonzalez, a.k.a. The Mommy Jane.
1: My brother's girlfriend told me a few years prior when I was starting The Mommy Jane, she's like, one day we're going to read about you in high times. And I was like, what? No way! But I didn't realize, like, I needed, I needed to believe in myself more.
0: And appear on High Times she did. Because Jessica has had quite the influence over the emerging cannabis culture as host of The Mommy Jane's Neighborhood, a platform that can be found on Instagram at The Mommy Jane. On her platform, she has thoroughly educational, inspirational, and entertaining posts that are really contributing to destigmatizing the use of cannabis for recreational enthusiasts as well as people looking to get the medicinal benefits of uh, holistic plant medicine. Um, I know her for quite some time, um, so we didn't really dig into her backstory, um, which includes uh, using cannabis to transform her life where she lost 100 pounds, uh, she quit alcohol, um, and this overall contributed to her ability to get off of prescription medicines. Um, If you're interested in hearing more about her backstory, there has been quite a bit of press on her. Um, You can read about her in High Times, of course, um, and I'll have some links to some other write-ups that were done on her. You can also hear about her story on a couple of other podcasts, um, including Kendra After Dark and The Now Show, N-O-W-E, where she goes into a little bit more about her background and um, how cannabis helped her on her healing journey. There will be links to some of the things I mentioned uh, in the show notes, including those other podcasts where you can hear more about the Mommy Jane. You can also uh, find some links to some of her write-ups as well as some of her platforms. She is also on YouTube. She's got a great channel um, where she reviews a lot of products uh, related to the cannabis industry, um, various various wellness products. Uh, she's a big advocate for, for wellness and, and health, and I really am inspired by the work she does. Feel free to send us some feedback at aflareforthecurious at gmail.com. And if you've got an extra second, please uh, go rate and review this podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, shoot it a five-star review. Or if you're listening anywhere else, give it a like. Uh, and if you got a couple extra seconds, I, I would love some, some feedback in the form of a review as well. All the links you need are also at aflareforthecurious.com. All right, friends, I'm really excited to be bringing you this conversation I had with my homie Jessica Gonzalez. I really hope you enjoy it. Here it is, the mommy Jane. And
1: the shuttle has cleared the tower.
0: Jessica, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, so I think it's wonderful that you came out so early today. Yes. Right and early, 8 a.m. It's great for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because. I don't know if you noticed, but it looks like my neighbors are setting up a party. And so maybe we'll be done before the mariachi start. And oh then my <laughs> gosh.
1: And then we <laughs> can <laughs> join them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also because we're going to be talking about cannabis today. And you being here at 8 a.m. is from the get-go breaking the stigma that people who consume cannabis are lazy. So
1: <gasps> Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes.
0: So I think right away from the start, we're, we're heading off in a good direction. So you are the founder of The Mommy Jane. Yes. What is that?
1: The Mommy Jane started after um, I, I, you know, I started to educate myself. We all we all have a story about cannabis, and I had a good relationship off and on throughout my teens and twenties. But I really didn't understand the medicinal benefits of it until my thirties. Once I obtained that information, I really wanted to um, inform everybody around me and when I did it to my friends and family, it fell to deaf ears because I realized not everyone's ready to hear the information. So, I created the Mommy Jane because I felt like even if my friends and family don't want to hear it, somebody needs to hear this. Someone needs to know about the benefits of this plant. So, I created it um, unbeknownst to myself. Like, I really just did it um, not selfishly because I was doing it for other people, but I really didn't anticipate the outcome. You know, it really hit great traction. I really... Had changed lives, impacted people um, more than I could have ever imagined. People were saying, you know, I found your account right when I was about to commit suicide. Wow. Yeah. I've had several people reach out to me and that's some heavy stuff, you know? Like, things you just don't realize that you're putting out there in a positive way is going to positively change everyone else, too. So, so amazing to see people that do that. And then... The, and, that,
0: and that platform is on Instagram? Instagram. It was just As, Instagram only. So the Mommy Jane Neighborhood?
1: Yeah, the Mommy Jane Neighborhood is my Instagram and at, you're following. on the Mommy,
0: the and, Mommy yeah, Jane? Yeah,
1: and eventually we're going to get the Mommy Jane website back up probably next month. So, um, I don't know when this is going to launch, but check out Jane Dot com and just follow me on the social medias but uh, it's really was impressive how one little community ended up growing so quickly over common cause which is we wanted to be raise the consciousness of our lives with cannabis yeah and that's kind of also why I'm here today too to talk Hell about yeah. both those things nice. yeah
0: yeah so you're doing some advocacy yes you're doing stigma busting yes you're doing education yes and. A shitload of inspiration.
1: A shitload of inspiration, all, all day, yeah. <laughs> every day. I, honestly, having a friend like Anthony in front of me right now, seeing him chase his dream is like that's what I live for. Like I'm, I'm feeling. I feed off of your like ambition, and yeah. I love seeing people when they're in their dharma, you know. And you've always, in my opinion, you've always been in your dharma. But I really feel like you're just spreading such beautiful wings right now with this, and I can't wait to see what comes from this podcast. Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah,
0: it's a blossoming, and and. I think we're all definitely sharing in each other's enthusiasm, right? So part of what gave me the confidence to do it is because I I know so many people who are doing awesome things that I'm like, oh, I would love to give these people a platform to share the cool things they're doing, which you absolutely are. So yeah, we're all sharing in each other's splendor, com- communal splendor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really Hell, yeah. is,
1: and you feel it too. Like you, I, I don't know if you guys can feel energy through um, radio waves like I can, but like in this room right now, I it's like. It's going wah 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 yeah. in a good way. So I'm I'm really
0: excited. Yeah, you bring a lot of energy. That's yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I, I was really excited to sit down and talk to you too, because so we've known each other maybe like, like 10 nine years, years. I think yeah. maybe we first met at Joseph's rubber ducky birthday party. Fr- oh,
1: okay, okay, yeah. Right before yeah, I moved yeah. out of town
0: and cut my hair and lost a bunch that's of right. weight. <laughs> um so we, we've we worked together I, I worked at the restaurant with you and your husband That's But right. generally we only get like 5 or 10 minutes At the kids birthday parties to chit chat I think uh, maybe like a year ago I sat down with you and your husband And we were able to talk a little bit about like Meditation, and yes. go, go a little bit deeper But we were still at the kids birthday party And I know you and I particularly tend to go off In a little crazy direction You're my and-
1: favorite to talk to at kids parties I'm like yes we're going to get yeah. esoteric right now
0: But you know I think we kind of always like wrangle it back in Or you know don't want to be too like excluding of other people And yes. so I, I think this is a wonderful opportunity Opportunity for us, as we started before we, we started recording, talking about some some far out topics and 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 really diving in and going where we want with this conversation. Yeah, so,
1: we're gonna get far out, guys. This is great. This is great. <laughs> um, so on
0: your on your platform, on Instagram, the Mommy Jane Neighborhood, you you've been featured in a. a a few different uh publications and websites because you you've got a lot of followers and and you are uh, an influencer i understand yeah they call me an influencer (laughs) i
1: like to see myself as an educator but you know what i'm nominated right now for two california cannabis awards one being for influencer and the other one being for an advocate and honestly like As as touched as I was to be seen as an influencer, I really got emotional to be seen as an advocate because my punk rock side is like, yes, girl, you are the advocate. Keep on keeping on, you know? So I'm just really, really honored. And what are any way they want to recognize me is fine. I mean, I am the influencer. That's fine. I'll be the influence.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm feeling influenced right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I'm not so savvy about all of the new ways that cannabis is being infused through the community. So, what What are the California Cannabis Awards?
1: Oh, it's so crazy to see stuff like this because, you know, I always joke that we are in Hollyweed because I don't know how other cannabis industries regulate or operate out of state because I'm in my own bubble, but it's so funny to see how this whole place like kind of glamorized cannabis really. And all of us have become these sort of like cannabis celebrities. And it's such an odd thing when we go to these events and how people are, how I see people are treated and how I myself am treated. I mean, it's really insane. Um, I was just a regular mom, like, two years ago, and to see, like, they have the Oscars pretty much... They call themselves the Oscars of... of the uh, cannabis community so i have not attended i saw the photos from last year Um, people are definitely in gowns and tuxes and there's a red carpet it's like that whole thing i do not know what i'm wearing yet (laughs) (laughs) so i'm uh definitely want to um try and like support a small designer yeah and give them some love so
0: speaking of not knowing what you're wearing and supporting a designer so i think one of the reasons that you might have such a huge following is because you your photos are also a stellar uh, thank you your, your husband does a lot of photography i don't know if he does all of your work but most all, of it yeah. all of your shots are are glamorous and <laughs> i've known you as a person who's you, you go to dapper days at disneyland yes. and you guys and you've got like this pin-up style so yes. it's very alluring to the eyes and i can see why it's very easy for people to click and subscribe oh. and follow and you're you're visually uh very enticing for people to 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 tap into, I think.
1: Yeah. I think it's important to show all sides of the cannabis industry because, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area. I am I myself am in yoga pants and t shirt, taddie t shirts half my week, but like I really wanted to o- operate on the level that, hey, you can smoke cannabis all day long and be that office persona and be, you know, whatever that you want to be in life mm-hmm. and still conduct an upstanding citizen and, and you know, be a good person.
0: Yeah. I, you really bring it down to earth. And I think that's possibly why, other, why people are, are into it too. Because, yeah, you, you talk about, yeah, doing it in in your jammies and like on your youtube video you're trying out uh you know uh, pimple cream like yeah. cannabis pimple cream and yeah, uh, yeah so you're
1: Normalizing. That's, that's something we can talk
0: about too is your YouTube channel you've got some some great product reviews and and it looks like that's that's really uh, going to be expanding in future in the future yeah. um but yeah you so you're you're showing people that you're you're down to earth and and we can we can wear sweats but then we can also doll it up and everyone look, and has look those nice. sides
1: yeah we all have that i mean everyone has a yin and a yang and sometimes i'm like i want to, i call it homeless chic <laughs> sometimes <laughs> i'm just you know red carpet ready so yeah it's just, we all got to play a role. Uh, as Shakespeare said, life is a stage, so
0: <laughs> let's have some fun. Indeed, fun Yeah, fun is the name of the game. Yeah, and I think it's super cool that your husband's into it, too, because like, you guys make an awesome pair. Oh, and, man, and that took look, a while, you, you right know. Together. It took years, you guys. <laughs> Listen, if you
1: are in my position and you're like, my spouse or whatever is so against it... Just know, trust in the process and release. Let go of the fact that don't attach to the idea of them being okay with it. Just be okay with it with yourself and be okay with the outcome and everything will fall into place.
0: You're referring to cannabis right now. Yeah. I was talking about dressing up nice. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well But yeah, both of those things are, are are important to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm I'm glad that he came around and uh you've come out on a couple of other podcasts I've I've listened to and you you talk a lot about your story, so I'd like to touch on it a little yeah. bit but not maybe repeat too much. But uh the fact that that, he, that he, he likes to get dappered up is I, 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 fun for me to watch because, you know, of course, everybody, you know, likes to, to look at pinup girls. But as a dude, I, you know, I also like to look for inspiration. for Heck how, how yes! I, really dress and I
1: follow a lot of pinup girls for that reason. Yes! Mm. Oh, my God. The inspiration. You guys, the internet is, is a bounty of inspo. Get out there. If you're not feeling inspired, <laughs> you're not using the internet right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about your platform a little bit. Okay. You, you. What are, what are you
1: going to be doing on YouTube? Well, YouTube has started was started because we are shopping a television uh, show, and the concerns of the producer is that I don't have any other platforms that are uh-huh. rocking right now. So, um, at this point, we're going to work on uh, YouTube. I need to start being more active on Facebook and Twitter, even though I'm not a fan of Facebook whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to do what you got to do because. I need to spread my message and what, regardless of how I feel about a platform or not, the message still needs to get out there. So, uh, YouTube has begun and we are also working on a very special Patreon, not just for the mommy Jane. It's going to be a collective between uh, myself and a friend of mine. So, uh, that'll be e education in the highest regards. And that's where I really want to focus coming into 2020.
0: Yeah. Oh, twenty twenty. 2020. I want to talk about that <laughs> in a bit. um, so yeah, the things you've done in the past, so you, some of the features that you came out, you came out in MG Magazine, mm-hmm. VegasCannabisMag.com, ElevateHerbs.com, in their Women in Cannabis section, and something that I was super excited about, of course, you, you're looking at my face, you know what I'm going to say, high times. I was, you know what? <laughs> right? There's a big buildup. So I, oh, I you know, I used to read high times before the internet when it was, a, pa- a, magazine? It was a paper magazine, yes! right? So, you know, to to see one of... To see somebody that I know in the flesh come to this, you know, what I guess now is it, 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 to this magazine, it was amazing. I was super happy to see you in there. What was that like?
1: Uh, I'm not going to lie, I cried because I was on the cover of the website. I was wow. on the top of the website. You click on, and it was there. Like, The the image is orange and yellow, uh, orange and blue. It's my logo of my image of myself, but it's such a like. I was really in my moment taking those pictures that day, and to be able to see that transcend into like an even higher moment. When I took those photos, I never thought they'd be for high times. I was taking it for a completely different thing, and so just, oh my god, I'm just. I was flabbergasted because my brother's girlfriend told me a few years prior when I was starting the mommy Jane, she's like one day we're going to read about you in high times. And I was like, what? no way. But I didn't realize like I needed, I needed to believe in myself more. And at that time I didn't have the confidence. I wasn't, I hadn't gone through my spiritual awakening. So I, I was just my like low vibe self for lack of better words. You know, yeah. I didn't believe in myself, but I'm so glad that she did because that started a catalyst of the maybe. And even if I didn't maybe believe in that moment, something in me did. And it, kind of held on, you know? Yeah. So, it was really, really special. And I know, like, you guys are, like, saying, like, why is she getting emotional over a a magazine, but that's so iconic. You know, that's such an iconic moment for, like, for a model, if they want to be on Vogue, like, maybe that's their thing. But, like, for myself and what I do as an advocate, as a mother, to see a mom up there you know, blue wig and
0: just,
1: (laughs) you know, just being herself. Like I'm, I am myself unapologetically. Yes, I wear wigs. Yes, I am who I am. And, um, you know, I've, I've lived so many different lives. I've been a hundred pounds heavier and, and living that life, you've lost weight, you know, it's like, that's a whole different life that you're living too. And then the aftermath after you lose weight and who you are and how you see yourself afterwards, that's another lifetime too. So I'm living all these different lifetimes and it's so crazy to see uh, myself go through it. But really that was a highlight of, of this year and it'll probably be a highlight of my career as well
0: nice so you would you say it it felt like validation it was uh, (laughs) without
1: sounding so yeah cocky but yeah i definitely felt like okay jess like you know what you're doing now like keep on going baby don't stop don't stop yeah
0: yeah you're in it
1: i'm in the vortex (laughs) so
0: cool so cool yeah that it was great and it was a great article too thank you so much thank fun you. yeah and, and like i said before yeah, the photos i think really i think n- make people interested to see it but I'm, it sure, I'm sure i'm sure it helps people open up to letting you onto their platforms
1: yeah right? like yeah
0: like, why wouldn't somebody want to market that yeah i'm like <laughs> i'm just so a cool. nice
1: mom don't yeah. <laughs> listen to me talk about cannabis
0: <laughs> yeah and so your like your educational aspect um last year you did like a, a proper like a couple proper workshops where you you invited people in uh, and it wasn't just you you had a whole panel of different professionals. Yes and educators informing people and giving out awesome goodie bags. Yes. Let's talk about some of your past events. What kind of of educational Um, programs have you had?
1: I've done some uh, events in the past especially with um, social equity I've been big on. Uh, We've talked about uh, roles of women in cannabis in the industry. Um, I've had a pleasure to share Uh, these panels with some women that I really hold in high regard. So it's just really grateful to be in that space and be able to uh, stand with them um, Mm -hmm. in those moments. But uh, really big, yeah, really big for me. Um, The goodie bags are great, but the the biggest part for me is uh, connecting to people in person. I don't get to do that very often because I am an internet personality. So I love that I get to meet people in person and educate in person. That way they can ask those questions afterwards and do the one-on-one. So I'm a big fan of the, those in the past and what we're trying to cultivate because I know I'm, I'm only growing bigger and broader um, that's why that e-education is going to be so big and we're going to try and do virtual events to keep people feeling inclusive still educate and um, you know uh, make sure that people are staying up to date and informed because you know even just this week we started learning about vape pens and the dangers of that as well and I think with more research and as time goes on we'll start to find more things that are going to change and so you know why not be the one that's going to give that information out
0: hell yeah, yeah. I like the idea of- of doing the e-education because even though we are a huge hugely populous state and people even come here for cannabis tourism yes uh not everybody has access to traveling or being here so, so people are disabled
1: online, too yeah yeah absolutely
0: yeah for a variety of reasons people yeah. can't can't get here in person so offering that e-education I, that's going to be a great way to branch out with and perks too you know yeah with perks too yeah
1: i still want them to feel like they can get like maybe we can figure out ways to have swag bags that are uh that are mailable, you know, mm-hmm. things that items that we, that can g- cross uh, state borders, and hopefully, eventually, we can get to the point where we can mail product, real product, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I yeah, that's something I'm I'm curious about the products that are are legal or not. THC based, so I'm, I'm kind of an old school cannabis user. I I haven't even delved into CBD at all.
1: Oh my god, I'm going to leave you with my bottle then.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, I I, I I have read about what full spectrum is versus like the CBD concentrate. Um, but I'm 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 curious before. Okay, I guess before we move on, like wh- I just let's close up uh, talking about your like your your platform a little bit. Yeah, like, you have what other. What other adventures you got you have going on on your platform?
1: Okay, well, I recently obtained a manager, so she's uh, been a been on my or I've been on her radar for a while now, and I finally seceded this summer and got her. And she's been um, really focused on getting me out into the community. So you guys will be seeing um, more community outreach. I definitely want to volunteer more and help. Uh, there's this program my husband and I actually just got attached to because of his work. He did a shoot for the um, homeless children in Costa Mesa. Oh, wow. And um, they do school supplies and food supplies. So we were telling the girls, like, hey, maybe we don't go out to eat few nights a month and we use that money to buy them stuff you know so um i definitely want to do more community outreach um let's see. And uh, just we're shopping the show uh, next year. So I hope that that goes well. Um, We already have some people interested, but we're going for bigger entities to see if, you know, if some people already say yes, then who else can say yes, you know? So, uh, and I hope that they continue to keep me as the host because that'd be really exciting. But Green Bee Entertainment is about to launch, and that'll be 24 hours of content education on a channel. So you can get it for your smartphone, smart TV, and that'll be um, myself and and a staff of others that are going to be educating 24 hours a day looping about cannabis related yeah. content education. cannabis content yeah wow. so i'm really grateful that i got to be part of that entourage because that's so cool you know they could have picked anybody it was a really limited group and um i, I got in there i always say I gatsby myself in <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah
0: <laughs> that's awesome all right so let's uh let's get some of that education that <laughs> that you have what, yeah. what the hell is full spectrum why do i want it what's going on with the cannabis world these days oh
1: my gosh how can i
0: branch out from just uh being a a closet stoner
1: i'm so glad that you asked about um full spectrum and cbd you know i was actually an old school smoker myself up until about two years ago so i was even then when i was hearing about cbd i thought "Ah, who fucking cares i'm already getting all of it in my flower anyway and then i started taking it (coughs) on a regular basis excuse me and then i started taking it um, in a more uh, full-spectrum sense. On a pill form, the last three months, there's this specific brand called Sana Sauna Formulas. If you are lucky enough to live in California, I highly recommend you look into them. This is a micro-dosed, full-spectrum capsules, formulas that she's created. So she took a adversity in her life. She had an accident and, and obtained amount of money and decided to open up this company to heal others through the money that she got. So great intention behind the product. Um, and... Since I've taken her product, I have been able to. I have severe social anxiety where I wasn't able to even look people in the eye prior to talking to them. I'd like search around the room for anything, but I can like. I mean, even on podcasts, I I'm been looking at my interviewer. or interview. I don't. Know, are you, you're the interviewer? I guess yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> interviewer. Um, And and I never was able to do that before. You know, even those moments at the grocery store, I've been able to connect with people in passing. And this is just in like the last three months. And I've been taking CBD off and on for like two years. But to like have that sort of freedom to like, conversate with people. I didn't have before. I have more of a uh, desire to leave the house. I would be so scared to make excuses in the past. Like, Anthony, I have a stomachache. I can't come today. Like, I would make excuses not to record a podcast or make excuses not to show up to an event because I'd be so socially anxious or scared to drive. But this raw microdose full spectrum has really changed my life. So, a microdose
0: is below the threshold of what would intoxicate a person.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say so. I mean, everyone's got... My husband's very sensitive to THC, so even like 2.5 milligrams of THC can fuck him up. But myself, like if I take on a daily basis just a capsule, she has these different ratios dependent on what your ailments are. And and she tells you, she's very great about, you know, telling you take this for this. She's helped immensely with my menstrual cramps I had suffered for years to the point where I'd have like headaches and fevers and all this crazy shit. Like immobile in my bed, my husband would have to stay home from work. It was just awful, and I'd lose work when I used to work too. So, just not a way of living life. In the last three months, I've I've also been able to have pain free. Uh, menstruations and and very minimal headaches. Like I had one earlier when I came in, but after that toke, it's already gone. So being able to like have that control over my health and, and mental st- and mental state of mind. Like when you're when you have cramps like that debilitating, you you're not in a good mental state of mind. Snapping at your kids, with PMS. That's not a good state of mind. And being able to have that through cannabis and meditation and mindfulness. We practice all that in my house. My kids are very aware of that. I use cannabis. I use CBD um, isolate on them, so it's just the molecule. I Isolated there, well, that way there's no chance for um, any sort of intoxication. Like some CBD brands, if they are full spectrum, you will get THC in it and it will show up on your drug test. So you got to be really careful, depending on how sensitive your um, company is. Some companies won't care if it's like trace amounts, but other companies absolutely will.
0: And that's changing too.
1: And that's changing too. I mean, you guys can get CBD products at CVS that are going to be safe for your kids if you're looking for that. Um, I prefer dispensaries myself, but there are companies like select which are carried in dispensaries and also cvs i would start with you know brands like that papa and barclay that are a little bit more mainstream that you know what you're getting yourself into for for all
0: right and what's the difference between uh the cbd that's isolated yes and the full spectrum
1: full spectrum will have other uh, molecules like cbn cbg cbd uh cbda and all those other uh molecules that are going to help it's like I always joke with my friends. Do you want to go to a party with one friend or would you like to show up with a group of friends? You're going to still have fun with one friend, but if you have all your other friends there, it's going to be even more fun.
0: And none of those are psychoactive?
1: Those are not psychoactive. CBN is psychoactive. Not all, it just depends on the products. Not all products contain CBN because CBN is a byproduct of THC that's been okay. decarboxylized and okay. yeah, so on and so forth. So it's it gets really science-y. I'm not going to bore you guys on that <laughs> right now, but you can Google it and find out for yourself all that. But uh, microdosing, they, everyone's been really big on macrodosing, macro dosing. Oh, I need 5,000 milligrams to take care of my cancer and blah, blah, blah. You really don't. I mean, some people will, but it's everyone's dose is going to be um, determined on what... It's going to be so uh, personalized. It's not like our medicine that we take now, what we're used to with pharmaceuticals. It's really going to be more personalized.
0: And that's a big reason why they're having a hard time making like a, an intoxication test for cannabis too, right? Because it's hard to tell... When somebody's intoxicated. with Everyone's
1: bioavailability is going to be different right. with every drug, mm-hmm. with all food even. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I might be able to handle three cups of coffee, but Anthony might not, you know, um, and, and just, it just depends on what this sort of thing is. So if you know your body, you're, you're going to always start low and slow and you can always increase, you guys, it's just like with everything in life. So um, yeah, you can absolutely medicate with microdose amounts, trace amounts of, I'm talking less than one milligram of CBD, less than one milligram of THC, and it's still handling my anxiety Mm -hmm. so amazing amazing stuff out there you guys definitely do your research do not buy your cbd from a mall or a magazine i repeat do not buy your (laughs) cbd from a mall or a magazine that's my psa (laughs)
0: Um, yeah uh, maybe like 15 some odd years ago i had a buddy who was just really trying to like sell hemp products and push hemp no shit and like like yesterday i was at the local grocery store the vons and they've got like a whole like end cap all like hemp stuff i'm just like man we, we we couldn't, we couldn't have imagined yeah. 20 years ago, even that it five would be years ago. So commercial, this yeah, there's no Pat is hemp. Like, I love hemp. oh my god, it's beautiful. it's so wonderful to see to see it out there. Uh, now, when it comes to to finding products and finding consistency, that's something that even Oof. as as a, as a just a flower consumer, I have a really hard time with. So like, I, I guess back in the day, I would have considered myself a connoisseur <laughs> oh, shit. With, with, with the palate of like a wine sommelier for cannabis, yeah. being able to, to tell different flavor profiles and whatnot. Um, throughout the years, I've, I've worked for friends. Um, I, I've tried to live under the radar a bit, maybe do an exchange. So I've helped people with their personal grows. Um, and so I've been a part of this underground industry for a little while. And so I've gotten some exposure to different varieties of strains and growing techniques and, and whatnot. But now that yeah, I'm kind of done with all that, and I'm just, you know, I, I, I'll go to, to buy my product from the the dispensary when I can afford it, uh, they they never have the same product. I I can never really ver- like sometimes products with the same name will vary week to week. Yes. Um, so like I I know that you've I've heard you talk about and I've re- heard you I've read about you talking uh, about you know going for strains that that meet your needs at any given time. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you find the consistency amongst products to 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 know what you're getting into and how do you how do you gauge which ones you can trust.
1: Ah, oh, that's a great question. My big thing right now, what I'm getting into, and where I'm going to be educating myself furthermore um, going into 2020 is terpenes. Hmm. Terpenes, um, know your terpenes, you guys. Know the terpenes that you that are going to benefit you, and you can Google the terpenes and find out with your ailments which ones are going to reflect positively for what you're looking for. So when I was trying to lose weight, I'm not going to go look for cushions that are going to make me couch locked, appetite increasing. Uh uh-uh. I need to find like landrace sativas that are going to keep me not in a high cerebral high, but still um, appetite suppressant, enough energy for yoga and gym, whatever you want to do. Um, but not that crash that 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 you can get from um, other ones that I have more like myrcene and linalool and um, other more not debilitating, because it's not debilitating, but just more, (laughs) you know, low low energy, I guess you could say. And and like I said, there's some people that can smoke that and still get energy. Like, I had a boyfriend back in the day, and he was like, I could fall asleep even if I took coke, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So... You know, whatever. You guys know your bodies. Yeah. Whatever. I, I claim, claim whatever you want. Try it all. But I just go for specific terpene profiles. Um, and then I go for, uh, dispensaries in my area that I know are triple tested. Oh, you know, okay. it costs more. It's like shopping at the Whole Foods for cannabis. But, um, you know, when it comes to what I'm ingesting as a mother, I can't. I'd rather go without for a couple days and get the good stuff than um, have to compromise, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's what I've been doing lately is going to where I go is cannabis works because they're very, they're. they're medically uh certified yeah, yeah well they kind of like, like gear towards that that's kind of like their focus their medical medicinal focus like some people are recreational you can tell the buildings are more facilities mm-hmm. for recreation yeah this is definitely a, a medic- medicinal facility nice. um, and i like that the, a lot of their products are based because of that because you know people are looking they're going there with chronic ailments and they need stuff or chronic pain and i have chronic anxiety so i need that too so they will have the buyers know that they're buying for people with certain ailments, and so they'll have products there, and they're always willing to sit there and let you smell, smell the terpenes and help you out, and they have a terpene profile chart so that you can look for what you're looking for. So,
0: What's the name of this place?
1: Uh, it's called Cannabis Works with a K, and it's in Orange County in Santa Ana, Costa Mesa area, um, but it's a great, I mean, it's worth the drive for me. It's a little bit further than the other shops are, but I'd rather know that I'm getting really high-quality product with really enthusiastic um, staff. You know they really enjoy their job. One of them is a sommelier at Fork terpenes. He like knows all yeah. that.
0: So doesn't surprise me. That's a real job.
1: Yeah, like, it really is. I when had you had said that, I'm like shit, you're,
0: you totally could have been doing that. Yeah, I chose to take a different direction, but you know, I'm, I'm still curious about it. Yeah, so is is this uh, what you brought today from there as well?
1: So yeah, uh, this is from there as well. We we, we did uh terping. Testing. Um, I'm going to do a video actually next week live and show people how to do it. Yeah, me may. For myself, that's what I was feeling that day. It immediately made made my mouth go. So depending on where when you smell your cannabis, it's going to hit certain parts of your body. So like if you try on headband, it's going to. Usually when you smell headband, the terpene profile will go. Across your face, you know, like a mask. Wow. Um, certain more sativa base will stay up in here, um, and hybrids will, you know, be obviously like more in this area. So, uh, but for me, for indicas or well, like you can't really call them indicas anymore because they're indica. <laughs> Long indica gone indica are the days. That, yeah, those are yeah. those those days are gone. But the the terpenes and cannabinoids that were reflecting on my body and my bioav- my bioavailability, my mouth just immediately started watering, and that's when I know like I'm going to be relaxed. <laughs> like I want uh. I, I go. Th- I follow my nose, but then I follow my mouth, too, depending on what I need, you know? And so, I just like the way it's less smelly than it was earlier this week, but, you know, it's still still good. Um, But that's where I go. I don't really... I'm not big on the, like, oh, I need to buy, like, that $60 aid. Like, I don't go in there for wow factor. I go in there for, like, my nose will tell me. The nose knows.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so when I go in, I... Because I have been consuming for a while, I'm a, I have, I have, my refined palate can only put up with a, a certain threshold of quality, so I go for the second to the top tier. Yes, because I'm not balling right now. <laughs> yes, and
1: second top tier, you you will be surprised on those two. Yeah, yeah.
0: So they're 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 good enough for me. They're pretty wonderful. But again, I go by my nose, and like the, one of the places I've been going to, like they tend to only have indicas at that level. Mm.
1: So, like, what I'm rocking
0: right now is a heavy indica. That which, sucks. so Which sometimes, you know, whatever, like, I, I, I'm, you know, still happy to have a coffee and, and a bowl and, yeah. and get all my work done. But other times, I, it, I do find myself lagging a little bit and... I don't know. I, I I do wish I had a little bit more, more selection, but right? I'm not really... Especially in
1: this area. I feel bad for the San Gabriel Valley. I know that you guys don't have all the resources yet that you guys deserve. I mean, trust me, I know this area would love to have some proper... Um, I hate calling them dispensaries. It's There needs to be a better name for that, too.
0: It's such a weird scene. It is. Yeah, so... <laughs> I yeah, I guess I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, like the stigma and stuff, too. So... As a person who has had to apply for jobs before, and like I'm, I'm considering going to grad school um, or maybe doing other kind of business venture, there's always this fear of being like found out that I'm a cannabis user. Oh yeah. Even having this conversation that's oh, yeah. gonna go live, I feel you know it's it's vulnerable.
1: Oh, it's so vulnerable.
0: But in the past, you know, I've had bosses invite me to go have beer after work. Sometimes there's business meetings, and it's even required to consume alcohol. So now that life is changing and cannabis is legal and consider is. Getting equated to beer more, I you know that the stigma is breaking down, and so I, I guess I just want to. Firstly, I want to say thank you to you for <laughs> what you're doing because you're you're just like you said normalizing it, yeah, and that that makes me feel more comfortable with who I am, because I you know there's this when you have to live in fear and hide all the time, you know it makes me start to subconsciously think I'm a bad person or down on myself, or, you know, if I'm always hiding from, mm-hmm. from people that I love and respect, like, how does how does that make me feel, like, about my myself? Yes. And secondarily, like, I, we're talking about the dispensaries, it made me think of it, is even as a presenting white hetero male, I still have PTSD from the war on drugs. <laughs> oh my god. You know, like living in fear that I'm always going to get busted or raided or... I have fear of C- CPS to this day. So, even when I'm in dispensaries, I'm always like, <sighs> even in there like looking around like we're like going to get rolled at any time. And I, you know, I get in my car and I put my weed in the trunk because I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I expect to get followed. I mean, they don't have the budget to follow everybody out of the dispensary, but I, I have this fear, like ingrained in me, and so I'm. I'm just so grateful that it's transitioning to more, uh, to be more accepted. Even as as my relationship to the plant uh, ebbs and flows, and I'm not a hardcore advocate or uh, a big time stoner like I used to be, but I, I still have it as a modality for being in this world that yeah. that that lets me feel more connected to myself or the earth or. It, it heals me and helps me, but sometimes I do use it recreational yeah. as well. And whatever the reason, you know, I should be, you know, the master of my own consciousness. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really grateful that 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 you're doing this work. Thank um, you,
1: thank you for recognizing it like that. I never thought about that for the people that, um, you know, want it more normalized. And I, I I didn't realize that I was also making that impact too for their jobs and for their daily life too.
0: Yeah, We talked about it, how uh, we just mentioned the drug testing thing. You know, like they're they're changing how they do that a little bit. Um, but I mean, you must know because you're the mommy Jane. You're, you're if anything, destigmatizing it for for mothers, yeah, and, and parents and adults. And you know, you have open conversations with with your children about it to to some degree. And
1: yeah, absolutely. They know, I, I smoke outside. I do not consume in front of my children. Um, they've seen me vape before, but I don't really vape that often. I really am an old school flower smoker. I'm I, I just. I don't, I like edibles too, you know, but I like, I have a high tolerance for edibles, so I, I would have to like eat an entire pack of the new brands that they make now and they're always so full of sugar so that's kind of a bummer too so i really stick to flour most of the time for medication and then i come out smelling like cannabis and i don't try and hide it i know like I, I always wonder like oh my god are my kids embarrassed that we're going to roll into the pool or in the elevator and like mom smells like snoop Dogg? but <laughs> you know my my youngest loves the smell she'll point it out in, in public it smells like cannabis oh my god it smells like can oh my oh my gosh
0: i, I smelled really strong <laughs> weed before i ever smelled a skunk so the first time I smelled the skunk, I was like, "Ooh, what's that?" And everybody else is retching around me.
1: I'm like, "Oh, what do you
0: what do you guys so sick about? Like this uh, this smells awesome."
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! I always thought my aunt had a skunk problem in her house growing uh. up. Not, no, I mean, I was to myself they were like, you know, harvesting and closets and everything. But yeah. yeah, that's such a great story. I love that you said that. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh! Uh, on your your latest YouTube channel, YouTube video, you reviewed this really cool case that, yes. I, that had a lock on it. Do you, what do you do to secure? I almost work?
1: brought that today. I oh, should have. I, sh-
0: I was kind of hoping you would oh, okay. bring will bring it. I'll bring it next you time. And you, like, you're running a contest right now, like show me your stash. And yes, are, this, are this all goes stashes. back to the
1: show, you guys. We're trying to create a show right now. Well, We have created a show. What do we mean? We, we, we created, Sharon created the show. We executed it for her. Um, it's called What's in Your Stash based off of her article that she writes, um, a series in, in High Times in which I was featured in. Oh, cool. Yeah, so essentially she chose me as the host because she said, oh my God, I can't imagine anybody else doing this but you and and it's true because I started the Instagram interviewing people in the neighborhood. That's how it all got started. I I figured I can't be the only one that can benefit from this plant. So I started interviewing people live online and and it spread from there. So essentially that's what this is in like a television form where I leave for the day and then I go and um, it's going to be like MTV Cribs, but for cannabis. So I'll like knock on Seth Rogan's door and be like, hey Seth, let's go see what's in your stash. And then he shows us what's in his stash and his fancy vintage collection of his pipes. And you know, you start to know either the celebrity or the producer, like, we'll do um, people that produce cannabis in the industry too, because those are, like I said, we, we see those people as celebrities in our own, in our own right in our industry. So, um, we'll go to, to places like them too, like, uh, you know, for instance, like I was mentioning Papa Barkley earlier, go to the president or CEO of their, their house and see what they how they medicate, how they use it. So, it's an entertaining piece because you're seeing somebody that you, you're curious about, but then you're also learning why they use it. Mm-hmm. So, it's an education, once again, goes back to education. So, education and entertainment, that's going to be like how I'm going to be balancing my cannabis career. <laughs>
0: I love it. Thank you. People aren't. It, it's really easy to to point the finger and and call people names or point out the, all the the stereotypes about the downsides. So to bring an educational aspect is hugely important.
1: Yeah. Now that I have like a, a like motive, not like I didn't have a motive before, but when I got the manager, she was like, what's your five-year plan? Like, what do you want to do with this? And I'm like, fuck, I didn't even, I don't have like a five-day plan. Like I didn't even anticipate any of this, you know? And everyone's like, do you have goals for your followers every month? I'm like, no, I was never that person that was like, and you need to follow me to win this contest. It was like, hey, just enter this contest and win. Like, I just want people, if you want to follow me, follow me. I don't want to hold anyone's gun to their head and be like, you must follow me. Follow me because you want to. And if you stop, then there was a reason. And we're not meant to be in the vortex anymore. And that's fine too. I'll collect more people along the way. But the people that have been there for a long time, like, these ride or dies, these long, these old school neighbors of mine are just, we've gone through so much together and they mean so much to me that I, and, and the new people too that are coming in are so cool because they're so excited to, to stumble upon this, you know, and it's a phenomenon. We're, we're a great little connection. We're a great community and everyone helps each other out immensely. Like I feel like out of all the communities, I've only had to deal with one part of bullying, one, that's it from a stranger. One my, was my family members, but I just blocked them. But like one stranger? <laughs> yeah. That's nothing. For no. two and a half years of, of Instagram, that's impressive. Yeah. So I, like I said, I, have, I- I believe it's the intention though. I have a lot of intention with what I'm doing and, and maybe I didn't have like a motive at first because the motive was to get the word out. But like now I have like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to travel and educate people and meet people in person. Uh, you know, maybe do a Ted talk one day. Who knows? Like I, I'm open for I anything. You know, I'm not limiting myself to anything at this point because I've already superseded my expectations. I flew on a jet this year to Northern California to talk on rock cannabis. And I fucking Whoa. swear. I never thought I would have seen something like that happen in my lifetime.
0: Talk about that. What what, what did you go A
1: company um, requested that I talk to a bunch of buyers to kind of educate them on raw cannabis. Not too many people know about the benefits of, um, I mean, full spectrum, sorry, full spectrum cannabis um, and raw cannabis too, actually, because they're both beneficial. You know, there's a time and a place for everything. I don't think we should be taking raw cannabis every day because that's like taking your entire medicine cabinet all the time. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just wondering how good that can be for us all the time mm-hmm. but i feel like maybe once a week we put it in our smoothies or our salads or maybe a couple times a week but um there's a lot of like i would say cannabis is the biggest superfood that we don't talk about it has the exact ratio of omega-3s and 6s that humans need to thrive already built in the hemp seeds um the roots are edible and have benefits to it too so there's not a part of this plant that isn't beneficial to us it's it's in my like I said the biggest superfood that, that no one talks about. Yeah. It's a function food.
0: Absolutely. Do you have any recipe tips because in the past oh, yes. uh, I I find that it it, t- it tastes like a spicy oregano. It and, does have and, a and, spicy and, oregano and, taste. And people try to put it in sweets and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm gl- I'm grateful for the medicinal effects of this yes. thing, but you're not pull- you're not really passing anything.
1: <laughs> I would use I no more anyways. than 5 leaves at a time for mm-hmm. smoothies. That way you're not going to have too much of a pungent taste. Um acai is like really strong for me. I feel like that takes over anything. Like I hide uh. that with for all my kids like I put acai with everything cuz I can put carrots and spinach and kale they won't they won't taste the thing so I personally like it like that. Um, I really enjoy the nuttiness. I i i include it in a tabbouleh salad.
0: The nuttiness of the seeds.
1: Well, uh, well, there's like a little bit of the, there's a little bit of nuttiness to the leaf too. It's a spicy. Huh. Nut. I I think yeah, so. Yeah, it's a
0: spiciness. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> but just like a couple leaves in like a tabbouleh salad, or like a, uh. like a leaf, just one leaf maybe on a regular salad. And once it's diced up, yeah. you know, I, I just don't go. Just yeah, don't go crazy because it's <laughs> very strong. It's very strong. Yeah. But maybe make an herb butter even that'd probably be a fun thing too. But just be careful uh-huh. if if you guys do make a smoothies, just remember, you have raw cannabis. If you have like a mega bullet, bullet thing, that compound is so sensitive. The THCA, that acid, this, that acidic molecule can turn to THC so fast. So, THCA is uh, non-psychoactive. It's a precursor to THC, but it's such a volatile molecule that if, if it, too much heat happens, that a, will detach, and it'll become THC, and all of a sudden, you'll have a highly psychoactive smoothie. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, hey, maybe you want that too. Throw some mangoes in and get that myrcene going and keep on chugging, but, but b- buyer beware. Yeah, yeah. buyer beware.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want to give that to your kids.
1: No, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, so back, backing it up a little bit, uh, the lock the lock review... Oh
1: yeah, the the rhino, the the rhino stash. Logics rhino. Oh god, that's a bag. That's such a gorgeous bag. Such a good bag for men and women.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was great. It was. I thoroughly enjoyed watching that review. Thank you. Um, but it made me think because of the lock on it. Um, I know that you got off of Facebook because you were getting heckled or just not having a good time. I mean, you're still on there. You're updating. We're back
1: on. We're back on. But it's
0: not not really personal. It's more like no, it's my mommy Jane stuff. stuff. Yeah,
1: I won't go back on personally probably for forever.
0: Yeah. So in in terms of like the stigma, like what kind kind Of, like, shaming or problems did you re- receive from people you knew or didn't know? Well
1: my, fa- well, my family members were convinced that you absolutely could not have a career uh, advocating for cannabis, and it's so ironic because they are card carrying cannabis holders, um, but you know, self limiting beliefs, and that those are not going to be my self limiting beliefs, I'm not going to de- attach to that, and so, um, I had to detach.
0: Do you think it's generational?
1: Uh well, not necessarily because the, the her daughter also agreed as well. She thought it wasn't a great uh, influence as a mother to be advocating for stuff like that. Um, she also thought I'd lost too much weight. Listen, you get to a point where your weight is just your weight. You don't get to control much of it. You guys like cannabis, unbeknownst maybe to a lot of you, actually regulates your body very well. It's an anti-diabetic. Um, uh, it's, it's it's there's so many benefits to it, and just CBD alone actually can help with uh, diabetes. So uh, my body is regulated by cannabis now. It's not even like I'm I'm trying to is CBD
0: anti-inflammatory. Yes, and so I know inflammation is one of the hugest causes of so many different problems. Yes, I was getting really into grounding for a while you touch the ground barefoot or sometimes people will hook a blanket up to a a wire that goes into the ground out your window and you get the electrons from the earth and it balances out your your I believe in that diminishes your free radicals and, and uh the scientific study the studies they've done have shown dramatic decreases in inflammation and that goes on to help so many different problems in in your body. So uh, Damn, that's impressive. I I, I haven't done that much research on on the new cannabis products, which is why I'm so glad to have you here. But yeah, to know that it it decreases inflammation too.
1: It does decrease inflammation. It has a lot of benefits and that's why I was really surprised that my family wouldn't be as supportive Mm. as they probably... I I really expected them to be more supportive because they're from the Bay Area um, and just like... I mean, I I would say they're pretty liberal for the most part, but Mm -hmm. they were just not a big fan of what I was doing. um, And I... It was, like, a choice. Like, do I continue to do this or do, you know, do I feed into, like, my family? But I got to the point where I was... I you know started taking care of myself in therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy and once you start to realize like you start to see where the roots are of all those problems and it's like I don't need to like participate in this yeah so I've I've held back you guys I've I've estranged myself a lot from my family and I know they're not very happy with that dis- decision that I made but they um, inadvertently pushed me away with with the whole career thing
0: have they. Change changed their views at all now that you've had massive
1: success? Yes. And came out oh, God. They're side. trying very hard to get back into my life right now. And they're like, oh, we should just all forgive each other. And it's like, man, until the next thing, you know, and then it's going to happen again and I'll be even bigger. And what are you going to try and take me down at that point, you know? So, it kind of scares me. I hate to say it, but I have a lot of PTSD from the way... um I've been treated, I have a lot of, you know, I I have had real trauma from having guns held to my head and being held hostage, but then I have trauma from like how I've been treated and I I just don't have, I have trust issues, you know? Yeah, I do. Know. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I don't goes. trust that they're going to stay to their word, and yeah. and and yeah, maybe you're good for another couple six months, but I don't want to jeopardize a my relationship with my children and b my my career because I, they're volatile, they're unhappy, they're not taking th- care of themselves mentally, physically, all of the above. So uh, it's just toxic, for lack yeah. of better words, yeah. and I. I you guys do not just because people are your family does not mean that you need to be in contact with them. You can have your own life and you can create your own family and family is relative if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely No pun intended. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment. Uh, yeah, and I think I, I, we all experience our own inner doubt and we have to overcome that and, Hell yeah. and when other people express their doubt it kind of it can be it can be it can compound our exactly. own doubt, right? yeah. you know? and so it, we have these threshold guardians we have to have to overcome that are internal and the external world is a reflection of our internal world and so it's we just don't need to to amplify that doubt
1: yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. that's exactly how I feel so I just I'm very conscious of what I keep in my space now I limit my um, unfortunately I have to limit my contact with my friends on a daily basis because if I don't take care of myself my job is a very emotionally physically draining job I'm healing people as an empath, I'm giving a lot of energy on a day-to-day basis. So I, I before would be like on top of everything and trying to like spread myself to thin and FaceTime this person and reach out to this person. And I was like, holy shit, where's my time? Like I forgot about me and where I was. And I like came unglued this year a few times, um, once in December and then once like around summertime. Um, and it's just hard to like find that balance even in my own space. Like I, I, preach consciousness all the time i meditate daily i really meditate daily and i still have have upsets where i'm like feel a little like out of line
0: what do you do to help reinforce uh em- emotional and energetic boundaries
1: um you know i uh, i
0: other than telling people no i can't respond right well, now. <laughs> honestly what <laughs> which I is did, hugely helpful
1: it really um I had a girlfriend who wanted to see me on uh, Labor Day early. I, uh, my husband had to edit, and, we were, and she said, why don't you just drive out early? And I had been driving all week, all over, to like Ontario, to LA, and I looked, I looked at the text message, and I was like, right now my self-care is not driving early. My mm-hmm. self-care is not driving today. And that's the way I see it. It's, it's, you, you have to set those boundaries with your friends or they'll, they'll see it as like, oh, she just doesn't want to see me or blah, blah, whatever their opinion. They're going to be held up in their own weird quantums, whatever. But you can't let that affect you. And you just tell them why. You give them your why. Just give people your why. I've been giving people my why lately. Someone said, "You know, can you Facetime right now?" It's like I no. I really, if I could, I would have been Facetiming you. That's the thing. Is like, you guys. And when I have the time, I will reach out. And that's the thing is, people need to know. Like, even when I'm not around, I'm always thinking about the people that I care about and I love. And I, I also make that very. Parent, when I do connect to people again, like I just so you know, I have been thinking about you and I do think about you often. And I think if we cultivate that with our friends, that then they'll have an understanding that we should ha- allow that space to mm-hmm. be ourselves and to just live like, let people live.
0: Nice. <sighs> Have, has your have your friends responded well to your intentional boundaries? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> some people are turned off by that. People
1: are definitely turned off by it. I lost a few followers from it, also because I had followers that um, I just stopped reaching out on DMs, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't keep up with direct messages. You guys, people are so funny because um, until they see them in person, here, I'll show you. For instance, they, no one believes the um, severity of it. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, she." Everyone gets DMs. Everyone gets a lot of messages all the time but here you guys are listening to me rifle through my purse maybe Did I? oh my phone's right it was blocked by the microphone but it's like on a daily basis if you guys follow me on instagram you already know i have a lot of interaction i have a lot of um like people talk a lot we like to talk yeah but this is like primary this was in the last 24 hours look at this look Whoa. at that i didn't even touch it <laughs> I didn't even touch it. You watched it all just go.
0: Are are they uh, and, and that's r- a second brief comments probably. or are people trying to really have like epic conversations oh, no, with you? Oh, no. Both. All of the above. Burn their hearts out.
1: Yeah. All of the above. It's wow. everything. It's everything. And then these are like, I haven't even gotten to the request yet because that's those are people that I don't even follow yet. So it's, I, I can't even keep up with my work. So to even keep up with my family life and to keep up with my friend life, it's like, oh my God. I, It's so overwhelming. That's why I say, as an empath, it's hard for me. I have to meditate sometimes two, three times a day because I need it. I'll I'll, I'll stop. I'll like just stop everything. And I call it stop, drop, and meditate because I just it gets so overwhelming and people are always thinking that they're the only one reaching out like, oh, I just need to talk to you real fast. I just need five minutes. Like, it's never just five minutes. It's such an
0: appropriate title because you're on fire and you got to put out the the flames.
1: (laughs) Right? So that's why another thing, I think the e-education will help because it'll allow me to answer those questions that pop up in the direct messages. That way they're still feeling connected to me and and it's not, you know... I, maybe I can't connect one-on-one, but I will eventually be able to tour, and I will be able to move on, but yeah, it's really difficult, especially the friends that have known me before the Mommy and Jane, they're like, what happened? Mm. But, you know, I'm, fa- I'm following my dream. For five years, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was the best stay-at-home mom ever. You know, I had the, like, designer lunches all, like, perfectly did, did-, 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 did for them. <laughs> I had all the birthday parties, all the meticulous bullshit that, like, you have all the time for when you are a stay-at-home mom. I was a Pinterest mom, and I just realized one day that, like, that's not all who I am. Yeah. So, let me just live. You guys had me for a long time. Now it's my turn to have me.
0: Yeah. Well, you got a manager. It sounds like you're going to need an assistant pretty soon.
1: Yeah, that's true. I know. I know. I know. She she's already there. she wants to, yeah. She's like graphic designer assistant. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm getting there. It's so weird even saying those things. It's it's growth. It's but growth. when you're, you're I mean, it's an
0: operation. Like a lot of people who do podcasting outsource the editing. Right.
1: I don't blame them because like so, that's another time consuming so thing many too. Yeah. yeah. I
0: follow a lot of the threads like podcasters just having informal discussions amongst themselves. And one of the questions <sighs> is what what takes you the most time in your process and some people it's
1: scheduling some people it's doing the
0: show notes but for Mm -hmm. most people it's editing
1: damn that's why i never made one everyone's like when's your podcast coming out i'm like i don't have time to text my friends (laughs) i'm not gonna fucking start a podcast i will be the guest to every podcast but no i'd 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 rather just you know i'm just just this month i've really started to say more no to everybody and just really focus on my family um because i was so career focused over summer my husband and i were like on fire and then i was like oh shit your family's he needs you to. So, oh, yeah. now that school's started, I'm, like, back on the family train. Um, as I was saying, I definitely want to see your sister's uh, uh, daughter's soccer games this summer, or this this autumn, too. So, like, I'm going to start to use my time, you know, more efficiently with friends and family because I feel like my career's already doing its thing. Uh, not that it's, like, on it self-pilot mode but now that naughty is in my life i i can just navigate you know and have more balance
0: yeah there's momentum
1: there's momentum exactly so that's my focus is get back to the friends that i want to connect with because you know there's french that you know i'm okay that are like kind of falling off to the wayside too it's like uh eh, whatever like it is what it is. Like, Were you ever really that close to that person? You know, those things you start to ask yourself. like, what, Why were you friends with them to begin with? So, I don't chase people anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't chase jobs. I don't chase... The only thing I chase is my fucking dream. And that's <laughs> it. I, I don't even chase my kids anymore. I'm not... I don't own my kids. <laughs> you know? My kids are going to make their own mistakes. I saw this beautiful... This older woman. I forget what country she was in. She was... It was subtitles. And we were watching this Netflix special on, like, international foods. And she goes... I don't give my kids advice. They don't even listen to me anyway. I just let them live. I was like, oh, yeah! Yeah! That's how I want a parent. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to free-range 100%, but, like, why do we give people advice? Who are we to judge? Let them make their own fucking mistakes because they're going to anyway. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, like, detaching from my kids, but also simultaneously reattaching to them. It's a very odd balance I'm trying to create right now.
0: Yeah, it's such an interesting balance.
1: Yeah, because our kids are not ours. We always possess our our kids we have our we possess who we think they should be we possess how we think they should dress and stuff and And like they rebel (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then you so whatever you try to tell them to do the most they're gonna do it they anyway do the, they do yeah. the opposite of yeah
1: so hazel went to school yesterday or the other day with one space bun in and the rest of her hair was down and i'm like normally in the past i'd be like you need two space buns because what kind of mom am i gonna look like with you having hair like that going to school no girl you want one right here okay is there anything else you want do you need blue lipstick i'll give it to you <laughs> you know so. your kids have
0: some wicked style that's yeah uh, I, I, I i'm letting them be fun.
1: like just i'm letting them live
0: nice that's yeah. so, so much fun yeah. Um, so I want to say two things. Uh, I want to back it up a second about the importance of saying no. So I myself kind of grew up wanting to, I'm the eldest child and I grew up in a single parent household. So I always felt a lot of responsibility. very empathetic. And I, I always felt like I always had to say yes to everything. And it was such a huge shift in my life when i moved towards self care my my therapist reinforced me that it was okay to say no
1: yes you can detach from people you can detox from people
0: <laughs> yeah and it's just it just it oh, it gave me the space it opened up the space for me to be with myself in a way that i i had never given myself before
1: Right, <laughs> I love hearing this right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So the 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 power of saying no lovingly towards yourself and lovingly towards the other person, mm-hmm. like because you, when you you learn to say yes your whole life, you think saying no makes you a jerk or a bad person or something wrong with you for taking care of yourself. But it's the same shit they say on the airplane: put your own mask on first, right? Yes. So saying no is a form of putting your own air mask on. <laughs> it is.
1: We have a phrase in my house; it's called "respect the no." Uh, and sometimes I don't want to be cuddling. I'm like, you guys, just not right now. And if it, it doesn't mean I. Don't don't love them sometimes my kids uh they'll be fi- like sissy doesn't want me to blah 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 and I go then respect it respect the no <laughs> why do you want her to play with you if she's not in that mood like then she's not going to have her intention in there then it's not going to be a fun experience for either of you so respect the no even if it's on uh, that scale or this scale or that but you know even if you're not in the mood to you don't want to eat the spinach tonight okay don't worry. It's okay. I'm just going to respect that. now because I don't want to force anybody to do anything in life. We force so much. We get forced to do so many things. We feel forced to do things. And like, I read this book called Power versus Force this year, and it really changed my life. Mm. And I just don't want that force. Yeah. I want the power without the force.
0: I like that. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to say is because we use the word balance. Oh, yes. And so I think it kind of lines up with respecting the no. Before we started recording, we were talking about sensitivity. Oh,
1: God, yes. I'm And so
0: maybe uh, setting boundaries and saying no is kind of aligned with the sensitivity. So we had mentioned before we started recording that uh, you're feeling an increase in sensitivity. I think you said to sounds. Mm -hmm. Right? And so as I'm getting older, I'm feeling an increased sensitivity too. I I, I don't know. So I'm a Pisces and I've got fish swimming in opposite directions. So... Uh. Life is filled with paradoxes, uh, maybe because of my, my sign, I notice them more. But so, I'm simultaneously growing more comfortable, more able to let that shit go, and simultaneously getting more neurotic and sensitive. Yes. So, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm identifying more with the theater than the screen of, that my life is being projected on. But it's really funny to sit in the bleachers and watch the neuroses calcify on the screen. <laughs> so I'm less I'm less tied to them, but they they seem to be solidifying. And I don't know uh, if that's my practice gone skewed or whatnot, but. I'm like when a helicopter flies overhead, I feel like I'm in a war zone or like when it, like a uh, a loud truck goes by, like I just want to like mm-hmm. dive into a hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you you complimented me on the clearing out of this room, but it was kind of a reaction to living with the children. Yeah. You know, like uh, I would never ask them to change, uh, and in saying that children are loud, so it's been it's been increasingly <sighs> kind of getting to me, so I I needed some more simplicity in the room. Yeah. Uh, so sound sight uh, lights mm-hmm. I'm getting more sensitive to bright lights or flashing lights or too
1: many lights those yellow glasses you saw me come in oh, yeah. I wear them indoors a lot because mm. of it now because I feel the same way because that that way if people are like why is she wearing those glasses but it's like it's yellow so I can get away with wearing them <laughs> inside but it really is it's for sensitivity to everything else that's around me mm-hmm. I, I put my headphones in sometimes I don't even have music playing <laughs> because I just want to yeah, have I, I got the earbuds nothing.
0: that like seal into your ear make the make the, hard, the hard seal keep so it so I can, quieter yeah, yeah. and so so, something I've noticed, as as we can hear on the microphone right now, a car driving by, we can hear, or a plane or whatever, picking it up. So, I've been getting more sensitive towards noise, and then I went and bought these microphones, and I'm, like, now actually trying to find a quiet place to do a recording, and I'm realizing, holy shit, like, there is no quiet space. Uh, I mean, even when you get really quiet, then you start to hear your own bodily noises, so there's, n- there's, there's no digesting. such thing as silence. They They, they made this room where it's like the lowest level of decibels possible or uh, that they could recreate. And you can only stay in there for a a short amount of time before you kind of start to go crazy because you start to hear the liquids moving through your body. (laughs) So you can't actually have it too quiet. But I'd like the happy medium where it feels like I'm in silence.
1: I can see why people get older and they go out to cabins and they live out there and they die out there. I'm like, oh, I I can see the appealiness of looking at a lake every night. (laughs) Well,
0: before I moved back to... To the city to go to school and, and be an uncle. I I was living like kind of out in out in the woods on a mountain, kind of helping somebody on their property. That was it. You know, our, our nearest neighbor was like a mile around the bend or whatever. And I I would love to go back to that. As I get older, I mean, I I was born in Brooklyn and grew up in L.A. So I've been in cities my, the better part of my life. And as I get older, I, I want more and more quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other one that I'm really having a hard time with is fragrances. So, like, I know, like, if you go to a yoga class, they're like, oh, don't put on perfume because you're, you're in a closed a... room. Ugh, fragrance has always bothered me. But, you know what? The one that's really getting to me, and I don't want to just be crabby old man complaining here, is fucking dryer sheets. I, walk, I you just Use walk aluminum
1: and... balls, you guys. That's what I do. But,
0: I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm on a city block, and so I've got neighbors on all sides <gasps> of me. So, sometimes, like, I'll do yoga out on the patio in my yard, and then just get, like, the waft of my neighbor's dryer yeah. sheets, like, right over the wall, and <sighs> I walk my dog, and I... I don't know, something about that artificial, drier, sheety smell. I just... I don't know. It's so pervasive.
1: It is. It's it's it, it's really pungent. It really is. It's like no other smell, and it's it's thick in the air, almost like a fog. Yeah. So I can understand how you would. I mean, say I feel like that. a
0: huge hypocrite after I told you the story of how I love skunks, and now I'm sitting here shitting on dryer hey, sheets. To but- each their own.
1: <laughs> I love skunks too. I'd rather smell a rather smell a skunk than a dryer sheet. Also. Oh man. Yeah. I, I use aluminum balls for that reason. Yeah. Like you just roll up aluminum foil. What and does that do? It's it's that's what I use for static. Oh. Yeah, and I actually, I'm really, I, like, I rinse it. Like, I'll, I'll use aluminum foil that I, have, I already used for another food, but I'll rinse it before I, like, <laughs> like, I'll cover a watermelon. I won't do, like, the, like, beef. Barbecue. yeah, <laughs> But I'll do, like, watermelon, rinse it, and then roll, roll it inward with itself so that the outside is, like, the new, fresh stuff that wasn't touched. And then I, I don't keep it in there wet, obviously, but you go out and you roll it in a ball after it's dry, and then you put it in your dryer sheet the last couple months.
0: So that reduces the static but what about the softening of the fabric? Oh, well... Is, is that even a thing? I
1: use vinegar in my uh, wash in the beginning. So um, I, I pour it into the fabric softener section, maybe a quarter cup about. I just do like a juke with my hand. Um, and that leaves my clothes pretty soft. And then for if you do want smells, I use eucalyptus oil, essential oil into my clothes. You can use a lavender. You can use whatever you want. But I just like the way eucalyptus smells. It's not something that's really pungent. If you use a couple drops and then the dryer just goes with the aluminum foil and it's like... All right. That's what I do. I don't know. I, I, like I didn't that. Google it, so I don't know if it's safe, but it works for me. <laughs> yeah. So, why, why do you think we're getting sensitive as we get older? <laughs> well, the thing is, is, is our sensitivity have to do with us getting older? Does it have to do with evolution? Or does it have to do with our spiritual awakening? Those are my three questions. So, I
0: would say I'm possibly getting more refined in my overall awareness as I continue to meditate, continue to remain open to new experiences. I definitely, you know, I've... <sighs> Since I, I quit drinking alcohol, my, my life has become more and more open. My beliefs have become less and less solidified.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know I've done some of these like meditation retreats where you're doing 10 days in silence. When you come out of that, you're like, "Oh my God, sen- super sensitive." <laughs> and so every time I do one of those, it, it, the well of sensitivity goes a little deeper. And you come out and you readjust, but uh, so I, I think it's maybe in part due to that. But th- I mean that is also, like I said, coupled with the paradox of being more accepting and more open, and, and I can find myself in, in more s- provocative situations remaining calm.
1: Yes, that's true too. So it's 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 <sighs> why
0: the the difference is growing on both ends. Damn. It's, the spectrum is widening itself. Yeah. The drum. <laughs> the, drum the drum. The dummeroo drum. Yeah, the, the, the shape of the toroid. Infinite expansion until the point of contraction. Yeah, that's the shape of our magnetic field and possibly the shape of the universe pretty powerful.
1: It really it, and I saw it last night you guys. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so grateful to have Anthony because he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this sort of stuff. I know that if I ever have a question I can always go to you for it.
0: <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in college right now. I've made my concentration uh, Asian studies and contemplative practices. Oh so my it's gosh. mostly Buddhism and Hinduism but just kind of opening up to contemplative traditions and people are exploring the mind we
1: need more contemplative traditions in america
0: yeah and, and they're, they're working they're working their way in for sure um and like you do tm transcendental meditation right
1: i didn't mean to but i have been getting into getting yeah into that? yeah because it suggests like I'm, i have insight timer as an app and they also have youtube and youtube will have the once you watch one the other thing goes Uh on and so um, last night it it was like a 7th dimension like go through all 7 dimensions that's what it was last night and I was like I can handle this and then like about halfway through I was like I gotta get out of this I'm not ready for this (laughs) so yeah it really just depends on like I don't know it's so crazy because I I, I've talked to you about this before like I, I, I battle with myself with my knowledge versus like do I need to know wanting to know and needing to know Wanting to know and needing to know.
0: Well, I guess the question is, what are you trying to know? So, uh, in my pursuit of knowledge, I've realized that accumulating knowledge is just like accumulating anything. And I don't need more content. Like, I don't need more information. Damn. And that the knowing of the universe is in every cell in my body. Like, the infinite knowing. Is already there. (laughs) The knowingness, right? Like, we meditate to get quiet so that inner knowing can come up. Right? You don't need to bog it down with more data. You get quiet and the universe speaks through you. I think that's a manifestation of you following your dream and me doing this podcast. It's it's letting the flow move through you rather than trying to harangue it and
1: yeah, bang
0: it into place the way you have intellectually thought it should be, right?
1: Don't force it. I actually heard an amazing... Um uh, idea the other day someone said stop ma- faking it till you make it because you're saying to yourself you're faking it that's your body we have to be careful with our words and what we we, we choose on how we speak when you're saying that you're faking till you're making it you're not being your authentic self every time so just make it don't fake it
0: yeah just do it yeah <laughs> so what 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 other practices do you do for, for your wellness?
1: Okay, my wellness, well, I mean, we can just even talk about my daily routine. Um, sure. I, I, chanting, I've been also getting into, too. Sound, sounds really big on me. I'm very big on binaural beats, so I figured if I was chanting, too, it could help heal even more. You know what I mean? I feel like why not go, go from within, not just here, auditory, you can just keep it going. So um chanting with the ahs in the morning, ohms at night, um, CBD upon rising, that's huge for me because if I, I know if I don't take my CBD, my, I'll start to spin and my practice for meditation won't be as successful. It'll still get done, but I, I feel like it's like a Help for me, like it's like a helping hand for me to really get into the space that I need to. Um, I'm a Type A person, high energy, probably have a lot of prana in me, like already, you yeah. know. So <laughs> I just feel like I need to balance that from the get go. Um, very big on cognitive behavioral therapy and how I talk to myself, and and once I start to get those scary thoughts or whatever. How do I turn it around or how do I bring it back to like where I need to be, create that awareness at all times. Um, I also make sure that I drink a lot of water. Um, but I, I, like I said, I, I, I'm curious to the fact that we're getting to more into psychedelics. Um, I'm open into microdosing, uh, more, uh, mushrooms. I'm, I'm, hope that we do more research with LSD. I hope that we start to use medicine in the way that we um, can really do some phenomenal stuff when it comes to learning about our our whys. And, um, I mean, for me, dreams are like the most uh, unresearched thing on the planet. Like, I feel like there needs to be a whole university of just dreams. Maybe there maybe there is, but I feel like there's so much more we need to learn every day when, when we go out and we, we die and we come back all the time. So... Um, That's I want to incorporate that into my practice as well, but I definitely, I always meditate for at least 15 minutes a day. I love to break it up into small sessions. I mean, if I have time, I'll do a long hour one. Sometimes I'm really just needing it. I'll do the hour, but I feel like we make excuses on why we can't meditate, but I meditate even when I'm doing laundry. I'm like a believer that you can meditate while standing up. So now, if,
0: med- meditate is a very open word with millions, millions of different meanings. Yeah. So what when you're saying you meditate throughout the day, are you doing various techniques? Yeah. Or? Dif-
1: oh yeah, they all differentiate depending on where I'm at. So I'll do ones where I my my preferred method for l- meditating is laying down. I I feel too much physically sitting up, and I'm focusing too much. Oh, my neck is this, and my butt this. Like I when I really want to just like let go, I just lay you down. You don't have
0: trouble falling asleep.
1: Um, if I do fall asleep, I feel like. It needed, I needed it, yeah. and it's never for like a long time maybe like 15 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah. Whoa, shit. like, <laughs> and then I also feel like most of the time I'm doing guided meditations. Most of the time, not recently, but most of the time in the past, I would do more guided meditations. So I figured if I fell asleep, especially during the guided, I would still receive the messages regardless. So, even.
0: are the guided ones you're doing visualizations like the one you did last night?
1: I, um, I it, it all varies. I really yeah. just do because I never know yeah. I, I, I don't want to limit myself because. I don't want. To, I might find something along the way that I'm like, holy shit, this is really cool. Like, I want to do more of this one, but um, I'm I'm really all day long. I'm listening to binaural beats, um, depending on what I really need. Like, if I if something's hurting, I'll go through the healing ones. If it's something for like before podcast, I'll do throat chakra meditations. I love that. Um, it just I really I, I taper. My meditations to my needs, and I feel like it's like my medication. My medit my meditation is my medication also. So on a daily basis, it's gonna it's gonna differentiate depending on what uh, my needs are. So um, just like my cannabis doses are gonna be different every single day. Some days i I do a lot of CBD and not much THC. Some days are high THC and I really don't CBD that much. So it's just. I feel like we should follow our heart and not feel guilty about our practice. Um, that's really big on me. I just wanted to stop feeling the stigma with myself. I had my own stigmas that I attached, and that's why I created what I created because I wanted to break the stigmas even with myself. Like, oh, come on, do you really need another bull? It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Like I used to say stuff like that, but it's like, nope, if you want to have a bull right now, then do it. If you're feeling frazzled after that phone call, let's do a grounding meditation. Like I literally will just be like, i'm my own best friend that's it like i i've never really had friends i've had great friendships very diverse friendships really strong stable friendships but i haven't had that one best friend since like fifth grade (laughs) or like whatever you know because i've it was myself i needed to work on the whole time Mm -hmm. and now i've realized that it is and i love it i'm like what can we do today, girlfriend? Yeah. Like let's do this. Let's live this life. Yeah. Yeah. So That's great. for those of you feeling lonely, you need to get to know yourself a little bit more.
0: I read this, this book by the controversial figure Osho, uh Love, Freedom and Aloneness. And he talks about the difference between loneliness and aloneness. Damn. And you can be alone without being lonely. Yeah, that book. It says a lot of crazy things. It also taught me at the time that Can you tell me that
1: name against the. Love, I think it's
0: called Love, Freedom, and Aloneness. Okay. I was dating a girl, and she gave it to me, and I, I, it was, <laughs> it was, it was weird because I, I put the book down, and I was like, oh, I don't love you, because <laughs> the book points out that like Damn. it points out the difference between lust, like care appreciation like all these things that we attribute to love no that's not love those are all like conditional qualities you know whether oh, i'm going to do something man. for you or you're going to do something for me but when you love a bird on the tree you don't put it in the cage you just love it as it is in its expression of itself when you give something to it you give freely expecting nothing in return and at yes. that point in my life i realized that that's not what i was doing with love so oh my that was that was tricky but <laughs> it was it was oh. powerful
1: I have chills and my heart broke at the same time. I was like, (laughs) my body doesn't know how to feel right now. It's processing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. That's a tricky one. Um, uh, But I want to back it up and uh, comment on a couple of things you said. Uh, So binaural beats are cool. So they play like a frequency, a certain frequency, which we know different frequencies have different healing properties. Go ahead. Go for it. Um, So like, I know we will, we continuously discover ancient caves and temples where, there's a a harmonic resonance within the chamber and so the harmonic resonance like they like i just i was reading about one yesterday they found this and the chamber resonates at the same frequency that we know is known to kill cancer cells and so they definitely believe that that chamber was used for healing and there's different things you can do to now we see we can levitate small things with sound waves and uh, you can do amazing amazing things
1: Oh my yeah gosh. the power
0: of sound to heal and and transform.
1: Yeah, music depresses me now. Modern music really brings me down. I used to be r- really into like gangster rap and hip hop and rock and roll, and then I realized what rock music was and who owns rock music and who created rock music. Rockefeller, you guys go oh. go look into that. He owns the exact decibels for rock music, and oh he God. made sure that music was only created in those decibels. <gasps> oh yes, oh yes, oh, crazy my God. shit.
0: I can only imagine yeah, right? like, destabilizing the psyche. Right,
1: oh. Rock music will never be the same again, you guys. Now I've
0: got a horrible tangent to go on later. I've got homework to do later. Why know, are you sending I'm me sorry. off on these well, conspiracy you're doing the same theory thing. tangents?
1: <laughs> I'm going to be nose deep in my my i don't even know i I don't know where to start you're welcome to
0: borrow from this library (laughs) oh my
1: gosh this is too amazing (laughs) i wouldn't even know where to start so yeah on the on that vein
0: of what we're talking about uh, meditation and whatnot uh so so mantra meditation so transcendental meditation for those who don't know it's a well once you you pay to take the seminar they initiate you and give you a secret mantra and what a mantra will do is allow the chatter of your mind to quiet down people often have a hard time doing meditation because i go i can't focus i can't focus on my breath i have too many thoughts well yeah of course that's what it is but when you have a mantra (coughs) it's a little bit easier to to grapple the mind because you're giving it a sound to focus on and with tm you do it quieter and quieter it allows your mind to get quieter your body to get calmer and it gets it can get really subtle right so, that's that's the transcendental meditation method of mantra. But mantra is popular across practices. I went to uh, a Hindu-Catholic dialogue at Loyola Marymount University over the summer. Whoa! And so, there were representatives of both of those faiths. And what emerged as the theme was mantra practice, essentially, because they were talking about Christian contemplative prayer. Interesting. And there's a, f- a couple different versions of this, one of which was directly influenced by a swami um, – uh, a Catholic priest uh, spent time with a Hindu swami and learned this method and even referred to it as a mantra practice. But, you know, anytime you repeat a prayer over and over, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I never thought about yeah, that. So, yeah, it is. so well, spontaneously
0: it happens often in crisis, you know, when people are are imprisoned in, in and they just start praying to their, their God over and yes. over and over. And you say the same words over and over and over until you're no longer Cognitively associating with what those words mean, and your body is just in tune to the frequency of those words, and you calm down and you, you find that inner peace, or whatever. Or, like we started to talk about, it can be you can experience negative things mm-hmm. through meditation because when you get quiet, it lets some of the dark stuff come up. And so, like, the running joke is retreat centers are really beautiful on the outside because when you get quiet, all that dark, ugly shit comes up. Oh,
1: (laughs) my God. That is so funny. I've never heard that. But it makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah, So, there are people
0: exploring the negative sides of meditation. Like, Willoughby Britton is one person. She's doing... I forget the name of her organization but she's doing a lot of like proper studies and I think she even has a hotline for people to call and report on the the downsides of meditation because it, it can really if you're if you're not prepared for all of your deep traumas to come to the surface, you're going to freak out. So, you know, I, you know I've, I've known people, I think I talked about this on another podcast, where they had to go home from retreats because repressed trauma arose when they like went into like a, a small confined area to meditate and remember that they were put in a closet as a child. Or just different things like that can, can emerge. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely advised that people go to a therapist and get some of the basic
1: clean stuff yourself first taken care <laughs> of
0: before you go to say like a ten day meditation retreat. Um, but I mean, for some people, jumping in like that is the way to handle it. But it's not, you know, if if you think you're a little more sensitive or you need a little bit more uh, a slow pacing to come along, it's definitely, you know. Like you said, you're working with a cognitive behavioral therapy practice yeah. and and I, I know in my experience it's not one modality that was the, the panacea. Mm-mm. You know, so it's it's a combination of getting to know my body through yoga and getting to know my mind and what its patterns are through meditation and seeing a therapist and working with some of my behaviors yes. and and my understandings of myself and my family and my relationships and whatnot and it's and uh, changing your diet and exercise. Oh and God, yeah, that's a huge. And surrounding thing. yourself with positive people and getting rid of toxicity in emotional and physical ways and it's it's a whole combination, which I guess at first it sounds maybe on the list I just said is, if somebody's in a dark place, like that's too much, but it's baby steps. You know, I, it took me years for me. I, I mean, maybe we can talk a little bit about your path too. But for me, it, it started when I quit drinking alcohol. And as many times as I tried to better myself and, and help myself and learn and listen, like I couldn't let anything good in until I let down that, that boundary that I was putting up by by looking to avoid my problems with alcohol, and as soon as I let those walls down, I, I mean, because like you've known me since I guess right before I quit drinking, so mm-hmm. you didn't know me before that. But like I've always like surrounded myself with progressive people, and uh, used to do beach cleanups and go to a lot of protests and. You know, I've dated girls who have uh, been learning Reiki or did their yoga teacher training. So I've had all this stuff like in my periphery and people are always trying to influence me to do it. But I couldn't allow any of that to heal or help me in any way until I quit drinking.
1: I couldn't agree more honestly I'm not 100% sober I've, I drink on some uh, c- occasions here and there but I would say I drink like 1% compared to the 100% that I was at like I am on a rare case and even then the next day I'm like damn why did I do that because I just feel like shit but it's really true like I went a solid year almost without alcohol last year and it was the best year of my life like seriously I don't I I viewed uh, alcohol differently from taking a break from it too I look around and, like, I used to have to order an alcoholic beverage with every meal. If I was having pizza, I'd have to have a beer. If I was having steak, I'd have a glass of wine. It was like this, you had to. Of course, you're at a restaurant. Yeah. And I look around and almost every table nowadays has, like, families out to eat, de- both parents have drinks. Would you like another round, sir? Ma'am. You know, it's like we are so, okay, this is, I, I as an empath, I feel energy. I feel the low vibe Obviously, coming from alcohol. You guys, it's a spirit for a reason. It lets in spirits, okay? It's called spirits because they're spirits that get let in. So you feel the low vibration. And just for one example, I look at table 38, for example. It's the husband and wife. They're on their phones. They're not paying attention to the kids. The kids are barely paying attention to the family. And you have this dynamic where your family's out to eat. You're spending, what, 80 bucks on a family meal so that you guys can wake up more tired. You're going to be probably not connecting once you get home because you're going to, you know, whatever one takes a shower, one reads the book and they go to bed. But like, I'm not saying I'm holier than thou. And my relationship is the greatest. We've definitely gone through our like trials and tribulations. But when we both consciously decided to stop like drinking, we don't have alcohol in our house. I don't, I have not owned an alcohol bottle in my house in over two years when I I'm out and it's like a celebratory. That's when I'll have like a drink. So like maybe three or four times a year, I'll have a drink. And like I said, every time I do it, I don't like it. So I feel like, my biggest change happened the minute, like, I decided to make, take that extra step because it inhibits us. So, table 38, they have low vibrations. Therefore, they're going to speak lowly of each other. They're not going to, like, think about the positive things all the time. It's like, it's, it's the alcohol that's really hurting our family dynamics. I know that's, like, such a finger-pointing thing, and I'm probably going to offend a lot of people by saying this, but I have alcoholism on both sides of my family, so I feel like I have a right to say both these things. It almost took my brother's life twice. So... And including myself, actually, I'm—I've definitely been to near death with alcohol poisoning, so I'm—I'm I'm not much better myself. So, as a former and current, I guess, alcoholic recovery recover—I don't know—alcohol um, is like the downfall of society, and for me, cannabis is going to be what helps us if we can like consciously make that change and, and and understand that we can relax just as much with a plant as we can with a glass of wine. The same uh, like chemical profiles as Valium make you feel like uh, physically like the same dopamine and stuff is as wine. So we drink wine to feel that feeling of value? Why can't we also have that feeling through a plant? And that can be socially acceptable too. So, I mean, I'm not saying parents should be smoking joints at the table with the kids, but I feel like if we pull back on the alcohol at dinner tables and and it doesn't have to be such a social aspect of our lives. It's on the end cap of every Albertsons I walk into, Vons. It's like, you know, rosé all day and all these things like that. It's on our fashion. We glorify alcohol abuse like it's like, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's so crazy to me. But I, you know, get such a stigma from running a uh, an Instagram for plant medicine. Um, so it's just really backwards. I always I read a lot of sci fi and fantasy growing up, <laughs> and I feel like I'm literally in it now. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, absolutely,
0: the future is happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, virtual reality is still a little expensive for me. When I was a little kid, I used to like read all the video game magazines, and they were talking about the virtual reality is coming. And the future is now. But now that I'm an adult, like. A, I don't have time, even if I did have it, but B, I can't afford it. And he's like, "Oh, I can't wait for it. You <laughs> get a little cheaper. Just be normalized, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in the last episode of this podcast, I had uh, Tom Moritz, and he teaches Buddhist addiction recovery. And I, I, <laughs> I love that. I, I mentioned that cannabis was instrumental in my recovery from alcohol, but he and I didn't get into that. Oh, because um, I because for some people sobriety means
1: some hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. I know I have a hard time talking about my brother because of it. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, but I'm. Uh, I guess I'd like to tease it out with you a little bit more because this is a different kind of a conversation, mm-hmm. <laughs> embracing the, the the aspects of cannabis. Um, so I, I know that you lost a hundred pounds mm-hmm. and. Did so after you quit drinking, yeah. and cannabis was instrumental in that. So, I've just I'd like I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, I figured. Okay, so I was on a crusade of losing weight for a number of years after I had my second child. I actually gained an exorbitant amount of my weight after I had my second child, not during the pregnancy. It was after the pregnancy. Um, because my doctor was like, yeah, like eat whatever you want. Like we want the, you you need to be producing milk. And so I was like eating steak and potatoes and drinking Guinness with it. Cause like everything was supposed to help the milk, help the milk. Um, and I moved away from my friends and I was isolated in a new town and obviously like food was therapy. So I gained a lot of weight and, um, Started to lose weight and I saw some, you know, distant or dif- difference like here and there. Uh, however, I was still consuming alcohol nightly. So, like, imagine you're drinking wine, you wake up to go to the gym the next day. Like, how much are you really going to be putting forth in that effort? So, um, I, and I, re- I didn't like the way it was making me feel the next day. So, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to see like, how I'm going to feel if I just maybe I'll smoke tonight and not do alcohol because I would do both at the same time. And I was yeah. like, I'll just try one without the other. And I was like, Fuck, I feel good. And I feel good the next day, too. And then I noticed that, like, my skin started looking really good. My face wasn't as bloated anymore. My clothes started to feel better. And I was like, wait, I'm losing weight by not drinking? Like, this is fucking crazy! (laughs) So, that's when I realized, like, you can only be so healthy if you have like this cog in your wheel, that's like, or actually a wrench, I should say, it can't even be a cog. It's like this wrench in your wheel that's inhibiting you from getting those cogs moving. And once I got that wrench out and replaced it with something that was going to benefit me, because cannabis also had that same effect where I was relaxed at night, where I, I could let down that that stress, where I was could be more intimate with my husband. It was all those things that was like enabling me in a good way instead of like, With alcohol, I was so short with my kids the next day. With alcohol, I was eating bad food the next day to make up for the fact that I wasn't feeling great. Like, oh, let me go get a breakfast burrito because I feel like shit. Like, it was just this one bad choice after another that alcohol was connecting me to. So, um, I really just had to eradicate it out of my life. And I did. My husband felt the same way. Like, he quit alcohol while I was pregnant with Hazel. So, when he started drinking again, when I could drink again, he was like, I'm getting headaches. Like, I feel like shit. Like, I don't like this. This this isn't even relaxing anymore. And so, he was realizing it wasn't fun. And then once I finally got him on to cannabis, that's all we do now at night. Like, you know, people open up a crack of beer. Like, we wait for our kids to go to bed. We vape and watch TV. Or I smoke flour. He likes to vape. Like, that's his thing. So, it's it's now connected us like it's when we were we, there was a time where we were definitely distant when i was at my heaviest and i wasn't very happy and i wasn't spiritually connected with self um and i wasn't doing things that were serving me or my community i was definitely not like we our relationship wasn't great and we had to reel that back in too and it's like i hate to say this but cannabis brought us closer together actually i don't hate to say it i'm really grateful <laughs> i'm grateful cannabis brought us closer together yeah. and it brought me closer to my kids because i'm you know you get that creative mode like let's play play-doh and let's make monsters out of it like you know you just get to do all these fun things you never would have done before maybe you would have still but just more vigor i have more vigor Mm. with with cannabis than i did with alcohol alcohol took my vigor away um i feel like i've also uh regained youth i feel like i've i've aged Less, like, in the years since I've stopped drinking. Um, And I just feel overall just a great well-being. You can't be as depressed when you're not doing depressing shit. (laughs) That's for sure. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was was my recovery, right? I just started getting involved in everything. So, that's when I... I met you, I guess. I started working at at that restaurant. I got a second restaurant job. I started volunteering. I was just like... He was
1: on fire, guys. Helping everybody out.
0: (laughs) I just had to get the ball rolling. I mean, I had all this energy that I had been channeling into drinking and just being out in the world, however that was. You
1: definitely get more energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess to play the devil's advocate, what about the people who are saying, uh, you're just like a, a modern stoner? Because there is... You have coffee mugs with like a, a frazzled-haired person that says you don't want to see me before my coffee, right? <laughs> and so like we're allowed to drink coffee at work all day long to keep us having that. It's also just, a drug. Yeah, exactly, right. So it's you're allowed to to moderate your consciousness. Moderate. Is that the right yeah, word? you're allowed to moderate your consciousness and al- alter your. Your, your way of being a little bit in certain social circumstances do you think that cannabis is akin to a cup of coffee or closer to like having a beer where you're actually altering your consciousness maybe that's not appropriate for
1: all day every day or even every day and I guess do you take breaks this is a great question um well, I, I probably should have prefaced this earlier that I was on a, a number of prescription drugs uh in my 20s for my um disabilities I guess you could say because they are mental disabilities um and I feel like I, in, on some of those medications, was definitely not performing my best. I probably shouldn't have been driving vehicles sometimes, you know? Um, and because it was given to me by a doctor, it was a little different scenario. Mm-hmm. So um, I know my bioavailability. I know what my tolerance is. And I also know that CBD can counter if I do feel a little too stoned. I take some CBD and that actually knocks the THC molecule out. Really? Yeah, it's a stronger molecule than the THC. So the CB1 receptors um, won't be as... And CBT- won't be as affected if you take CBD. It's actually an anecdote. Oh, I'm going
0: gonna, I'm gonna to stop
1: you right there. So yeah. if,
0: if somebody is having uh, an experience where they are feeling too intoxicated... CBD, to- yeah. Does that apply when you eat it as well? Because it's a different type of intoxicant that goes yes. through your liver. It produces a different chemical than when you That's smoke true.
1: It. I'm glad that you know that, too. I actually took... A- well, I got
0: way too high when I ate... Edibles one time. And you, should have, you could have also done
1: a t- CBD uh, uh, a dropper afterwards and it would have been better. I took a full drop of RSO one time on accident. What's that? RSO is Rick Simpson oil. It's a highly concentrated <laughs> oil that was created by Rick Simpson to eradicate cancer cells um, on his body. And oh, wow. it, people now make it and sell it. So you're actually technically supposed to have a rice grain drop of Rick Simpson oil. I took a full dropper because I, someone said take a drop. So I figured a drop. You, this is why education is so important. This is why e-education is going to be big. I'm going to do videos on even how to use a dropper properly because I, when I first started using CBD, I'm like, do I use the full dropper? Do I do like a drop from the dropper? Like what is a drop? How much is a dose? How much in the milliliters? Like how many, I how much am I having? So I accidentally did a full thing of RSO and my girlfriend said, immediately take this of CBD, the same exact amount i cbd and i definitely was like a little bit more higher than i normally was because we went to a we did a crystal ball meditation so she's Mm -hmm. like you might see some crazy shit like Mm -hmm. you might be fine you might go to the other dimension but you'll be back don't worry but i never got to that point i think it's because of cbd Hmm. yeah she was just wondering like if i was gonna like leave my body because you can't you can't die on certain drugs like you can't od on um I just learned this recently. You can't overdose on um, acid, and you cannot also overdose on uh, cannabis. So uh, you can get to a fucking other dimension on both those things, but you will come back. You'll come back. So, I mean, if you do die die of LSD, it's going to be for other reasons. It's not because of the
0: LSD. (laughs) Don't jump off the building.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, you can't just, your body's not going to stop. Like it would if it, if you took too much heroin or if you took other things. Like, I'm I'm not promoting or condoning other drug usages. I'm just letting you know, comparison wise. That's all. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. So, talk,
0: I guess uh, back to my question. And yeah. Since we're talking about other drugs, like, uh, what do you, do you have you received any pushback from people who are saying that this is just another way to glorify drug use?
1: Um. You know, the thing is, is I feel like drug use is so rampant in America at this point. Like, I feel like I'm. I feel myself. The plant is less of a threat. Yeah. You know. I, if they really look at it, if people want to call me a stoner, then so what? I feel like I've reached a point in my life where I feel like my needs are met, my children's needs are met. If that's like all I need to worry about, everybody else can think what they want about me, but I've, yeah. I'm living... A very high vibe life. My children are vibing high with me, and if it would be a different story if they were neglected, if they didn't have their needs met, if they weren't feeling fulfilled in life. But they are like at the top of their class, and they're amazing friends, and they're kindred spirits, and kind daughters, and I'm lucky to know them. And I, I think my children would be a reflection of how this plant is, mm-hmm. you know. Let let my family life and my my I'm I'm very open on the Mommy Jane. I talk about my other account all the time, and I show it, you know. I do have a life that's outside of the Mommy Jane that exists. And I am a mother. um, So feel free, you know, feel free to follow me and see how I conduct business in my life uh, on a daily basis. But I definitely feel like um, the way I was operating on alcohol and and prescription drugs, I mean, driving hungover, that is not a fucking way to drive. So just, just things we need to be more conscious of you guys We're so we point fingers, but like how many of us have driven to work still half in the bag? I know I have. Yeah. So, let's just re- think about that. So, I'd much rather know that if I take a um, couple milligrams of CBD and THC throughout my day, uh, I know where I stand. And I know that I can still be highly productive. Um, I've grew up to almost 20,000 followers organically in two years. And I feel like that couldn't have been done if I was sitting around with my thumb in my ass all day. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're also putting out an authentic vibe. And I think people definitely pick up on that for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, we, we talked about a little bit of the, the downsides of meditation but have you experienced any downsides of cannabis use in any way, shape, or form? Oh, yeah,
1: for sure, you guys. Um, I honestly, I've just recently um, discovered this thing called a, a, I think it's a Moose Lab. Moose Lab makes it. I don't know if it's called that. Hold on. Mouthpiece. Is that for cooling? This is for smoking. So you would like, I don't know how I would use it on this. Not on that one. Probably like, Uh, yeah. yeah. But it goes into bongs or like a vaping device Uh and this filter is here. So I feel like, Bad cannabis experiences. How much I cough. I feel like with technology these days, I know that it's a bronchial dilator. I know that people haven't died of lung cancer from it. But it's just the way that I feel. That's my downside with cannabis is my use and the way that my lungs feel from using it. So I'm grateful for companies like that that have created what does that do filters. It filters out. Like honestly, I w- I want you to like because
0: I saw one. I saw one uh, as I was just perusing the web is trying to do a little bit of research uh-huh. for this and i saw a device that looked like that that was supposed to cool the smoke Ooh, that's
1: kind of cool too maybe and this
0: f- and it looked like that and how you can a- apply it to nearly any device okay but that this looks was like white
1: like a couple days ago
0: so you're you're literally just filtering the smoke yeah and i don't cough as much which, too which captures some of the carcinogens
1: yeah carcinogens and um i found out that uh Pipes actually have 50% more germs than toilet bowl seeds.
0: I did wipe that down with alcohol before you came.
1: (laughs) Either way, it's okay, Anthony. I'll smoke (laughs) your pipes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just something I just want to be more conscious of. But as far as like products nowadays, they make it really hard for you to have a bad experience. It's so scientifically like tested and dosed and like you have to really be I don't know I, I feel like dabs sometimes for myself um, don't serve me that well too. I have to stop
0: doing dabs because in terms of my lungs I yeah, I just couldn't do but it there's my downfalls yeah. like
1: dabs don't do so well for me I'm starting to get I'm starting to get a better use of it like using like dab pens instead of like those I would. I don't think I'll ever be able to have one of those dab bongs I don't know if I'm even saying it right everyone's probably screaming at their a you know, rig yeah rig <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to have a rig anytime soon um, but uh, I definitely see the medicinal value of concentrates i love that they've taken the terpenes and put it into a concentrated form Mm. but when it comes down to it flour yeah always yeah all the time i feel you there yeah
0: all right well i definitely wanted to just play the devil's advocate for a moment yeah (laughs) i used to have
1: a lot more guilt but now it's like i hate to say it i don't fucking care anymore do you take breaks do you ever (sighs) i did last year and then my girlfriend said that's your medicine don't take breaks Hmm. and i was like fuck she's right because i had really bad stomach issues from it I, i don't take uh, if I don't smoke cannabis every day, especially the flour, if I don't smoke it, vaping it, I'll still get the burps. I start to burp, and then the bur- burps get more frequent, and then they get like, I start getting stomach cramps. So I definitely have some GI issues that cannabis takes care of immensely, especially the flour. I don't know how the smoke does so well with my stomach, but if I smoke it, then. But if not, it just it. Well, we know it worse. releases
0: cramping. And yeah, like the Queen of England used to take it for, for her, her cramps. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: So I see it as my medicine. You wouldn't go out without your like. For those of you that have prescription drugs, would you go on vacation without your prescription drugs? Fuck no. Yeah. So that's the way I see. It. I'm going to um, Mexico next month on a Disney cruise, and I'm terrified because I know Disney's super critical when it comes to cannabis use and stuff. So I got to get creative, or I just have there's to. Understand. So many
0: alternative like there's pills. I
1: think now. I'm gonna do chamomile. <laughs> even I think. I might just I do know. chamomile. Chamomile is a great alternative for those of you that are in illegal states that are listening to this and you're like, I wish I could have this um, anti inflammatory. There's actually some research being done right now that cannabis or chamomile free, um, the, the, Whatever it is, the compounds in there are very similar to CBD mm-hmm. with anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety, anti-cancer perhaps. We just, we just don't know enough stuff about plant medicine yet. And I really, like I said, I was saying earlier, I hope there's more um, plant medicine research and uh, psychoactive research because I feel like there's way more out there um, than we're giving these drugs credit for. I hate that there's such a stigma with drugs. I mean, and I, and I say this, I'm pointing fingers at pharma, but even pharma has a place. But I, I believe that plants and pills can coexist, but it's just how you know
0: do you ever explore uh ayurveda or
1: i haven't done that yet i had a girlfriend who's really big in ayurveda she even wrote books she's actually pretty famous in the whole ayurveda thing and she was telling me about it and i that's how i knew it. i was like prana because she had me take like a test mm. and so i'm like or pita or something like that, that where? wait something like, I don't know, it's something with the heat, and I have a lot of heat, and that's why I'm attracted. Pitta. Pitta. Yeah, there it is. Pitta.
0: <laughs> so, there's the, th- the three types, Yeah. and Pitta's fire. F-
1: yeah, she told me I was Pitta, a lot of Pitta in me, so, like, I should avoid certain foods. Yeah, listen to you go, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a
0: lot of fire. So, that's <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's me, too. I'm, I'm the air and fire element, so, like, I'm all like, ah, up here, and then <laughs> so I, I I need to eat more root vegetables and try to... Ground yourself. I, I, I really need to do a lot of work on being grounded. It's really easy for me to, to get flighty. and want to do... T- 10 things at once and not get any of them done or just have a lot of energy and, and vision without having like Concrete, my, my feet yeah. on the ground so I'm actually making traction so that's one of my, my gosh I should get that I into on. that it's super good yeah uh, it's
1: the things you made me were because because so
0: delicious oh, and mm, the stuff
1: I've made afterwards that you gave me I also enjoyed so I, I should just reintroduce it again so I think I think what
0: I like about it and I, I think I, I heard you say something earlier about you know checking in with yourself day to day and seeing what you need so Yoga and Ayurveda go hand-in-hand. Hand. They're sister sciences. Uh, if you have trouble in your yoga practice, you would might go to an Ayurvedic doctor. Mm. And if, if you're having trouble and you go to an Ayurvedic doctor, they might recommend some yogic practices. They're, they're sister sciences. Whoa. And the third one that goes is Jyotisha, the science of light, which is Vedic astrology.
1: What?
0: So, so the three of those go together.
1: I didn't even know about that.
0: Uh, yeah, we can play around on my bookshelf when we're okay. done. Um, but, so, you said... Checking in with yourself to see what you need on any, uh, any given day, so you you change your dosage or what strain you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I, I think yoga is like that too. When you arrive at the mat, you check in with your body. Do I want to push myself harder today? Do I need a more restorative practice? And so in Ayurveda, the goal is balance. So if you know your fire type and your body type is fire, typically you're going to need. More water and earth element to cool yourself and balance yourself off. But you're fluctuating day to day. Uh, There's times of the day that correspond to the to the different uh, elements. There's times of the year that correspond to the different elements. And then, given your health and your your lifestyle, you're going to have variation from day to day too. So you're never taking one combination of plants and foods every day all day, of course. So and as you learn about ayurveda you learn how to balance yourself out through herbs and foods and listen to yourself more and check in and it's just another tool for bringing balance into your life using plant medicines and so i think oh it's my God, which it's, is it's what really i'm wonderful. into yeah. i've really <laughs> cut
1: back on my uh, things that don't agree with me in my age right now meat i cannot digest very well mm. cheese i don't digest very well i Eat mostly vegan diet, not necessarily. And I hate to say, I'm not doing it for the consciousness of animals. I feel like it's feast, and you know, everyone should be, you know, if you if you if it's on the planet and you need to survive, eat it. You know, yeah. whatever. That's the way I feel. Sorry, sorry, little animals, but <laughs> um, but for myself, just. Uh, I just don't like the way I feel when I eat the meat and the cheese. And maybe I should be more conscious of, of what it comes down to. And I'm eating a corpse and maybe it is that's all going down to that. I don't know. Who knows? But I've cut back on that. So, it is, is Ayurveda something I can continue and still not have to consume a lot of meat and cheese? Because, um, like, everyone's like, oh, get on keto and that stuff. I'm like, uh, that's, like, all meat and cheese. Well, I can't keto, do that. keto,
0: you can do it vegan. It just requires way more prep. Yeah, You just have to do more work and do more research so you're knowing what what you're using um ayurveda you know it's coming out of india so some of the traditions there are vegetarian okay cool um i don't i don't think they have veganism uh, though it's growing in popularity you know there's a lot of uh ghee and used Mm -hmm. uh, clarified butter when i did uh my one ayurvedic workshop uh we did a a ghee eye wash so we made the ghee ourselves and then we used like an, an eye cup and so you put the ghee in the eye cup, and then you... With the butter! With the butter, and you put it on your eye, and you, you lift your head up, and you open your eye, and ah! you have butter in your eye. <laughs> yeah, And so you, and then you take it down, and you, you wipe it off, and, and, and you, you smell like you're at the movie theater. <laughs> you smell like you buttered popcorn. But uh, it was so cooling on our eye. No shit! Uh, oh, Immediately God. before that, we did an eye wash with, like, an herb herbs and water, and that kind of was a little rough on the eye. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, And
0: then we did the one with the butter, and it was like, oh my god, it was like (laughs) Soothing. It was like cotton on your skin, but wet on your eye. (laughs) And so it, it left you like a little blurry for like a minute or so I can imagine yeah it's it's dulling it's tamasic um, so it's got yeah butter's got that dulling quality uh but it felt so soothing and restorative and lovely on the eye i really i couldn't recommend it strongly
1: i'm yet. open i'm <laughs> open this is crazy I, I try everything once everything in moderation yeah
0: <laughs> so yeah i mean ghee is a big part of of uh the south asian diet and uh it, it's definitely incorporated into ayurveda and paneer as a form of cheese
1: yeah okay do you like paneer yeah it's a light cheese yeah so and I, you can make it yourself Feta too. also doesn't disrupt me too much too mm-hmm. so like certain cheeses i'm okay but like american diet man i can't hang
0: it's rough yeah i can't
1: hang with this but pizza in, burger in, stuff. in terms of
0: using it as an application for for wellness i i don't i don't think anybody's going to tell you you have to have to do it you have to eat meat or cheese yeah okay you know and you know, you you follow your own rules anyway. It doesn't sound yeah. like you would listen if somebody tried to tell you that. <laughs> but like for example, like the Dalai Lama, you know, his doctor told him he needed to just start eating meat, and so like he periodically eats meat for his wellness. Mm-hmm. Or in the past, that's what. it's what my what doctor I heard, so. told
1: me, I would still. I mean, I do, but every time I'm like, Ugh, and yeah. I'm like, and then my stomach hurts afterwards, and it's just. It has to be like something substantial. That's like, yes, I want to eat this, yeah. you know. But yeah, I'm not going out of my way to make it. Mm. anymore i always buy it like already cooked like i bought a uh thing from trader joe's that was like a some sort of steak i don't see i don't even know steaks very well i can't (laughs) even tell some sort of steak that was already cooked and seasoned. and so that the kids still have their meat and everything like that and i just i had it was like already pre-sliced like in little tiny slivers so i had one of those slivers so i like i Gave myself a little bit of yeah, meat, you know, just to, but immediately yeah. had tummy troubles, so who knows? I don't know. The hardest time
0: I have is buying dog food. Because, <laughs> oh. like, even when, like, so I, I'm, most of the time I'm vegetarian, but occasionally I, I fluctuate just to give myself some diversity. But, like, just having to buy dog food, <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to be buying all this meat. and
1: Oh, God, I didn't even think about
0: that. And, I guess it's not good to feed your dog chicken all the time because it's the most common one. Uh, they you
1: know, want diversity, too. Yeah, yeah, so you know,
0: I, I try to change it up with as much foul as possible because even in my own personal practice, I I feel like I don't want to cause suffering on any level, but I, I I, would like to think, maybe it's just to make myself feel better, that the smaller the brain of the creature, the, oh. the, the smaller its capacity for suffering. Okay, that's so, a very
1: sweet thing to put So, it. like,
0: okay. I, I, I don't eat cows or bison, and I... I definitely try to eat less pig and I, I, I try to stick to fowl. Yeah, and fish. Birds. I'll, I'll, eat, a, I'll eat a shrimp.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. You know, but I had a good cod sandwich the other day. It was sustainable, though. That's the thing is you have to be so careful with our it's sourcing so hard. too. It's so
0: hard. So so often, Gosh. like I'll go to the grocery store with the intention to buy meat, and even if I put it in the cart, I'll just put it back. I just because the meat I want is like twenty three
1: bucks a pound because <laughs> I want the grass fed, the yeah. freaking humanely raised, you know, all that stuff. But
0: and then still, like you don't even know, and then they're, like oh, it's just it's too much. Like yeah, I I think. I mean, you, uh, I've heard you talk about in other places, like, uh, moving towards a more communal lifestyle. Yes. And, like, you were talking about some retreats that you've done where you, you woke up and you were with other women. Yes. And, and this communal element is in our life is lost. And I, I really think, as we're finding that mass agriculture is one of the, the biggest sources of, of, of harm towards the planet. Mm-hmm. We're draining our water. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're in the drought, so they're trying to, like, build wells, which is going to cause the ground. Oh, to, God, fracking. The, the, the ground <laughs> is going to come. But not, not even fracking and building wells causes the, the water table to, to diminish and then the ground collapses and it can no longer retain water. So building wells for mass agriculture is going to cause devastation to, oh my
1: gosh, this
0: is so to the sad. underground. So I, anyway, the, so the point is, I, I've heard it said before, and now you're hearing it more and more, that small local farms and community gardens are really a way to combat mass agriculture and feed ourselves. Yes. It's not that hard to do. And it
1: tastes so much Better. Yeah. I can't. Ex- we had uh, last night. We had with that steak the ca- uh, kale chips that I made and uh, a sweet potato with it. And the sweet potatoes are so small because they're not like GMO pumped. And it's just even though they were small, they were so mighty and so delicious. Mm. And oh, it's nice. just it was nice to have. Like I, I'm, I'm so new to this. It's only been four weeks in that I've had this farm delivery. But oh, wow. I really am so grateful for the opportunity to have the privilege and the ability to do it. Yeah, yeah, so great. Yeah,
0: wow. <laughs> all right, so i wanna I wanna transition to uh, our last big topic um <laughs>
1: that being said okay yeah yeah
0: sure um and I want to talk about so the, my next guest on the podcast this will maybe l- help build a, a wave of momentum for the arc of the show uh, the next guest he uh, is an intuitive angel communicator and Reiki healer I've received some really powerful uh, Reiki healing from him. <laughs> um so he's he 's a professional in this aspect, but you and I are following our hearts and following our intentions <coughs> and learning to listen to ourselves so I thought you know having like a, a normal conversation <laughs> with a person who's who's uh, experiencing it a, uh, on the day to day level would be cool so i 'd like to yeah just talk a little bit about intention and yeah gratitude and attitude and <laughs> <laughs> Maybe our 2020 predictions, because <laughs> I, I feel like we're moving in in a really good direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess uh, my background in, in intuition is is learning to listen to it, <laughs> and the more I I listen to it, I can distinguish what is my my thinking mind just over analyzing and trying to figure out the best solution, <laughs> and what is my 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 heart. Speaking, so I'm always so curious to hear how other people navigate that field. Like, how do you how do you, how do you work on like what to listen to? Because, for example, uh, just in what we eat, we were just talking about food. So I listened to a podcast with Penn Gillette, the the magician, and he was talking about how he <laughs> gave up eating meat for health reasons, and in 60 days or whatever, when the meat eating organisms in his gut. Died. He no longer had the craving for it, and we know that our gut biome controls what we want to eat. Yeah. So like sugar, like eating. If I eat sugar. Like I just want more sugar, and then for days I just want more sugar, and so it's like the bacteria in your body is is sending signals to your brain and you're thinking it's your own legitimate thoughts and and acting on it. (laughs) So that's not your intuition. That's fucking bacteria telling you what to do. So uh, we have to... Because you
1: have a brain in your freaking stomach, you guys. Don't forget that.
0: Yeah, so... uh, The the word is viveka, like discrimination. Like, how do you discern and discriminate? So in in, in Hinduism, the swan is known as being uh, a master of discernment. A swan can... When milk and water are mixed together, a swan can dip its beak in and drink only the milk. It's the master of discernment. This is not real. This is like... Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Like folklore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, so uh, discernment. How do we discern what to listen to and what not to? And this is an ongoing question for me. And so I'm always curious, especially if people who are obviously living from their heart, I love to hear how, how they approach intuition.
1: Um, it's great that you brought up discernment uh, in September. That's Virgo energy. Virgo mm-hmm. energy is discerning, and nice. so this month we are really into our intuition right now. We should be, all be tapping into our intuition because it's at a very high peak. Um, because the first six astrology um, in the in the in the calendar, Aries through. Uh, Virgo is all about um, I believe it's self and then so this is our last part of self and then it's about to transfer over to a uh, uh, community and others so um, it's a big transition right now this is why the last period of it we should be really listening to ourselves more than ever so what I do there's a few ways that I um, getting quiet you'll get answers pretty fast but there's also ones where you can use your own strength you ha- this is a two-person thing and you'd have to use your own arm you have your ar- ar- arm out. And you say, and you start off with lies at first, like my name's Betty. And I'll, your, your, the other partner, like you would have your hand on me to try and stop me from going up, and the strength would change, dependent on if it was a true statement or a false statement, because everything has a vibration. So my vibration will change in my body whether I know it or not. And that'll be more true. So if you're trying to figure out how much to negotiate for, start like, oh, I want to charge 4000 and then the arm doesn't go over, it doesn't do the drop. You got to wait for the arm to be the, the strongest. Once it loses its strength or, or once it holds its strength, the strongest, that's when it's most to be true. So when, when your body cannot force the hand up, that's when you're in your most true state. So if you want to g- ask out loud, there's a way to do it that way too. But then your person knows your questions also. So how open do you want to be with a second person that's going to know your questions out loud?
0: Yeah, I, I guess as I, as I open to what is in the universe, I'm becoming less concerned with voicing things. Okay, I've, I'm, I, there's some schools of thought that say you should really keep it to yourself, keep it personal. Yeah. We know in terms of taking action, you get the, the dopamine when you tell somebody you're going to do something. Oh, so wow. In, in, in terms of completing your actions, you shouldn't tell people about your goals because when they give you like a pat on the back, oh, that's great, then you already get the reward. Damn. So then you're like, oh, I've already got the reward and subconsciously- this is wonderful. Yeah, you won't even fulfill the task because you've, you've told somebody you're going to do it. <sighs> But in terms of manifesting things in the universe, and manifesting is a, a triggering word. So in terms yeah. of in <laughs> terms of creating your reality, however that can can be, yeah, uh, I'm I'm less concerned with sharing it because I believe in the universe that much more these days. Yeah. So uh, what it sounds like to me is uh, the method you described is like a a divination method where yeah. you, you like a divination rod. Putting People, in
1: the, yeah, did it in, even and that's why that you're too? using the
0: energy of your of your body and how it moves. Uh, yes. With in collaboration with another person.
1: And physical, too. I, I've noticed that if I have, like, a headache before an event, and that means I'm not supposed to be going there. That's my body. Following the signs. Yes, there are things. That's another yeah.
0: big part of intuition and 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 feeling like I'm flowing with my life is, is following the signs. And sometimes they they might seem like just coincidences, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll follow them kind of with a <laughs> smile on my face, like, ah, I don't even know if that's really a sign or not. But... <laughs> Uh, I didn't really have anything else going, so I might as well. And other times, it's a very clear sign.
1: <laughs> and we still ignore those, too. <laughs> Sometimes we
0: can still ignore those, yeah. But I think paying attention to the signs is 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 a big part of intuition as well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Thank you. Uh, anything else? Um,
1: uh, intuition?
0: <laughs> intuition.
1: I think it's very important. Those of you that are parents, I think um, intuition should be taught uh, i know they always say trust your gut to your kids but like i really think it there needs there needs to be more uh emphasis on that kind mm-hmm. of stuff especially with our children there have been times where as a late, late teenager early young adult um where i would feel like i need to not be in the situation and I, i'm so grateful that my parents like gave me that ability to know to get out and to know like that's your intuition telling you like you need to listen to your gut and all that stuff my mom would always tell me like women have amazing intuition so i knew b- long before when i uh I was engaged uh back in the day and long before i'd found out that my fiance was cheating on me i just knew i just knew sometimes it's a, it, my intuition can sometimes scream at me like a loud one like don't freaking call that person like that kind of stuff And it's like oh my god like that's not my inner voice that's something else that's like The guardians, or whatever you want to call it, around you. But it's there, the intuition's there um, in many ways, shape, and form. It can be physical, it can be spiritual, but it's they're all there at all times. And we are all highly intuitive beings um, because we're animals. I feel like animals in general are highly intuitive, don't you think?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were were talking about precognition earlier and how like uh, animals will flee the forests before the fire or earthquake. Yeah. Not because they're feeling subtle vibrations, but because they're picking up on something. Thing. Mm-hmm. whether time doesn't exist and we're tapped into the through line of all that is or there's actually some precognitive like thing going on what that, that's to be determined and as people at the institute of noetic sciences and in other places are doing actual research to try to figure that out
1: all right i'm reading this one first but we can you know
0: <laughs> I, you know I, I i feel like my life is an experiment. Which is why I tried to do different diets or try different exercise regimens or biohacking of various sorts. Heck yeah, I love that shit too. (laughs) So, I I mean, I, I, I might have infinite incarnations, but I don't know. And so, if I only have this one, I've always considered myself a scientist when i was a little kid my first dream job was mad scientist (laughs) (laughs) that's the best first dream job i've ever heard and then i went on to like find interest in like wizardry and like oh yeah that's what a mad scientist is (laughs)
1: well we are wizards that's the joke you guys is jk rowling we we didn't get the letter we were born with the letter that's the thing you guys we are all wizards and we are we are using our witchcraft daily with our words our word is our spell
0: we spell words
1: Oh, we spell words.
0: We, what is a a curse word? Is a curse, I put a curse on you? <gasps> curse word? Oh my gosh. Oh, you're going to like this other book. Fin- oh, oh, I'm loving
1: Christ. all of this. I'm I'm big on words, you guys. And in, that's another thing. I don't say good morning anymore. You'll never hear me say those words. What? What does the title say? Synchrognosis. <laughs> wait, syn- synchrognosis. Synchronostic Gnostic.
0: phonetymology, synchro g n o s t i c phonetymology, occult grammar and language. Oh my god! Yeah, so if we look into the deeper meaning of words, we find out we find out that um, yeah, that's the same. That's the same one as this one too. Yeah, so John Hooks... I
1: had a book, feeling. Oh my god, these underground books, man. Yeah.
0: Uh, so you were also <laughs> talking about music, and so I, I so Ticknot Han, the famous uh, Vietnamese Buddhist monk, he says we consume. Not just what we eat and drink, but we consume through all of our senses so when you watch and listen to things you're consuming <sighs> too so you you said I think maybe before we started oh no I forget anyway you said you, rap music you couldn't really listen to so Bums it, me out it, now. it became aware I became aware that you know watching violence and over sexualized media and listening to music was affecting my consciousness you know I I Grew up with a, a lot of fear and aggression, so like if I walk down the street and I see somebody coming towards me, I start imagining if they attack me. I'm like, what the hell? I don't need Jesus. to. Jesus. I don't need to imagine yeah. a fight. Like that's ridiculous. Free- Why am I generating this violence? Or. <laughs> Or indulging in sexual fantasies throughout the day, and I just I felt like I wanted more calmness in my mental state. Damn. So I I looked at what I was consuming, and so I realized I, I I needed to listen to less aggressive music and consume less aggressive media. So I started listening to uh, instrumental music and instrumental hip hop, and and that did that did me all right for a while. But then I I eventually found like spiritual hip hop and people communicating consciousness and people who are well versed in occult language and could are uh, referencing Sanskrit scriptures and ancient oh, hermetic philosophies cool. and, see I
1: like that stuff and they sing about manif- manifesting and m- abundance and so good and higher power and, and high vibes and a lot I love that there was a gosh there's this one guy I just stumbled upon on on YouTube the other day and I was so grateful I was listening to another friend's music who's kind of into that kind of s- singing too Um oh man, am I ever going to find his stuff again? Wow. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to be there again. It was <laughs> such right. a beautiful That's all right. You can keep looking, keep looking
0: for it if you want. Yeah. But, but so this this language being our programming, if language is slightly removed from the reality of what it symbolizes, right? Language is a symbol for the actual. And so it it forms how we think about things, and it is our template for the types of things we even can think about. That's why people who speak different languages have different ways of articulating things. So, like, in English, we have one word for love. But in other languages, you know, you've got familial love and erotic love. And there, there can be multiple ways to describe something that is simplified in certain languages. So, I think when we start to understand the power of language... It, it plays into what you said about how we are all wizards. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm coming into that power now as an adult. Last year, I decided to really embrace magic, and then I, I read this guy's book, and his follow-up book, okay. af- after I had decided that I was going to embrace magic last year, the fucking follow-up book was real magic. Ancient wisdom, it's modern science, him. and a guide to the secret power of the universe. Okay,
1: I'm going to borrow this one first, and then when sure, I come back. Sure. I'll, I'll switch it out for that one, and then we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We will really but, talk. So, I mean,
0: <laughs> the idea is like, like what is what is magic? And people, some say it's it's creating, it's letting your will manifest. But the the I think the trick to being a, ma- a magician is to realize that you 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 are the magic. It's not. Anything you have to do to create magic, it's what you have to do to stop your limiting beliefs from preventing you from embracing your magical abilities. We're creating it as we're going. And language is really a powerful part of that. So, I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I forget if I said this in one of the other podcasts, but I, I was a little kid and I, I had to be in this, this play when I was maybe second grade. And uh, my buddy and I auditioned for the part of The Wizard. And the other kids couldn't really read the part. And so we were like, one of us is going to get it for sure. But he got the part. And so I was the understudy. And though I'm more of the wizard type, I'm a tall skinny. Totally, you are the yeah, wizard he, type. He, he, he had like a, a cuter kid. He was like shorter and he had like the, the little bowl cut and like, oh, totally, he was I a cute kid. Yeah. So he got the part and I was the understudy and I had to be a toy soldier. So, my whole life, I kind of took on that persona of having to soldier my way through oh my difficult God. situations, and it was only in the last few years I realized i 'm a fucking wizard oh, and I need to magic my way through all of these situations, and my will is reality, and even if it 's uh, a misperception of reality, how I see it is going to be my reality mm-hmm. and yeah the power the power of being to to influence the world around us is just oh, it 's I'm I'm so happy to be coming into my true will which I see as nothing other than the true will of the universe manifesting not through me but as me. I'm not with you. different from it. With me, yeah. as me, for me, to me, from me. It's all me. You are me. <laughs> yes. It's all just one
1: thing, you guys. Yeah. It's all one thing.
0: And that's it. And I mean and, and that comes off as a as a as a new age platitude. It's all one. But as as I explored on more subtle levels, it it, it becomes more apparent that it really is <laughs> subtly and refined. And uh, uh, it'd be crazy
1: just... not to think that we're not all one. That's why everyone's like, oh, "Me too." Everyone acts a little shocked when they say those, like, "Oh, I I feel the same way." It's like, no shit yes yes yeah
0: so we can talk about a it on on an, on an energetic ethereal level uh but the, in the last podcast i talked about uh the, the the gentleman i spoke with tom morris he's also an environmentalist and i i applauded him because oh my gosh he's the only other person i've ever told uh i've ever heard tell a group of people younger than him you are not other than nature <laughs> and so he, he told uh, the classroom that in the environmental leadership class but i you know i tell the kids that i live with the kid uh i think little joe wanted to squash a bug and i was like oh, well he's like well the bugs belong out in nature and i was like do you think you're different than nature <laughs> we're you part of it nature, we are yeah. you're breathing the same air we're drinking the same water that's dinosaur pee yeah. that gave me so much joy as a kid to know that i was drinking dinosaur <laughs> pee i can't i can't express <laughs> to you the level of joy that <laughs> i felt <laughs> so maybe that that's a good segue to the next thing i wanted to talk okay, about cool. it's, uh, intuition and then gratitude
1: oh my god so
0: i heard you uh casually brush over uh, the fact that you have a gratitude practice and yes. uh i have another friend emma bauer she she has a gratitude practice she wakes up and writes down what she's grateful for and and uh, i've tried to implement this and i haven't been successful in being consistent with it but anytime that i either write it down or even have the thought of what i'm grateful for it's transformative for my 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 mind state in that moment and i have come to understand that has long-term benefits as well so what 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 is your uh your what are, what are your thoughts on gratitude and what kind of a practice do you have?
1: So I have a very unique practice that I obtained um, from a friend who actually heard it on another podcast um, from a woman that we actually follow and have followed separately for years. Ironically, so uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name right now, and uh, but she's oh G- Gala Darling, Gala Darling. She wrote the book um, Radical Self Love, and I was I found her at a time where I was not loving myself very much so um and so grateful that i've been able to continue to follow her and be on that same level with her and vibe high with her in my my own form too so yeah. um what they do is they call each other every morning and not necessarily call because um you know time and actually you know has things so uh what we do is voice recordings on our iphone and because or any phone probably has those little apps and you do a voice message and sometimes my voicemails a two minute voicemail to her and sometimes it's a five minute voicemail to her and i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry i have so much gratitude today <laughs> you know but uh we literally talk about gratitude even when our shit was going down like last year we were both going through some marital problems and i we would say how much we were grateful for our husbands and how much we loved them and we loved what, the adversity that we're going through and how i was so so important for us and what we were learning from it like we would get deep on gratitude we would be grateful for the showers we got to take and the hair conditioning that we had in the summertime and we would just be so grateful even knowing that we were both two women growing up in affluent cities with you know husbands that were taking ridiculously good care of us um and having healthy families like we have so much to be grateful for that we just exist in it and we don't even realize Mm. you know and so, um, I really wanted to spread that message. And so I, we've been doing this now for over a year. It started in uh, July of last year, I believe. And we've done book clubs with self help too that help people find more gratitude also because honestly, positive mental attitude starts when we're grateful. And not, they always say, don't be grateful for like, like, just anything. Be grateful for everything. Mm-hmm. Be grateful for the... the I gr- I'm grateful for the mailman that brings me the mail. I'm grateful for the bus driver that takes my kids to school. I'm just so grateful on Labor Day when people are working and I'm not. You know, I'm just grateful for so many things. And I've, I, you don't have to come from nothing to be grateful from stuff. I've Luckily, I've had the privilege of coming from nothing and being where I'm at today. So, I've lived so many different lives and I know the other side of the coin, but you don't have to be from one side of the tracks or the other to be grateful. You can be grateful at any time. Grateful for your health, grateful for the fact that you can hear this podcast right now. Um, and I'm grateful that I have the emotion, the ability to even get sensitive about this, because some people don't even have that emotion. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just grateful for everything. And I actually say so much in my head, like, oh, look at you, you fucking <laughs> cool plant! You're looking so good, you know? like yeah. I talk to plants on hikes, and I am just so grateful for the animals around me, and, and just an opportunity to even connect with a friend on a Sunday morning, and this is yeah. people go to church this is my church
0: <laughs> nice uh, so earlier you said uh, we talked about don't fake it till you make it so what about when you're not feeling grateful you-
1: that's when you should be the most grateful like I was mm-hmm. saying I feel like she and I could have had such a different reaction to last summer and both of us could be divorced right now if we wanted to you know anybody can make those decisions anytime at any moment um, but we chose to persevere through some really difficult situations and really hard times and um, I'm not saying that if I didn't have her and her grat- and our gratitude, and just when you hear other people's gratitude, it opens up your gratitude more because you're like, oh, fuck, she just is grateful for this. I didn't even think about being grateful for this too. I'm going to be grateful for this too. You know, so it's like, it's more than just those five things that Oprah was teaching me because I I believed in that too. I used to watch a lot of Oprah growing up as most of us probably did being kids at home in the 90s. <laughs> um, but the gratitude there, means something so much to it that I make my kids do it, you know? And it's also, it's a religion. If you think about it, All. I read this course one time and it talked about how all religions were under like pretty much the same and it really is like all the similarities are astounding as you were saying that the mantras everybody has a mantra everyone prays so it's just so important to realize that we are all just trying to exist and let us all just exist in in the way that we are supposed to be be grateful that we get to be alive in that moment I think we forget to even be grateful to exist Mm -hmm. and I and when you're not grateful, just be grateful for that. And that'll spiral out. So maybe you're having a bad day, but you're, you have shoes on your feet, right? and and you have this podcast right so obviously you have a car or maybe you have an iphone or maybe you have a radio of some sort that you're able to have these abilities but those things are so important to be grateful for because nothing's going to grow i tell my kids this cuz i teach my kids gratitude so how i teach them gratitude is you have a santa sack full of gratitude you guys <laughs> but you got to empty it or you're not going to be able to fill that with anything new <laughs> so you want to give those gifts of gratitude out to everybody all day every day and then your your sack will be replenished by the end of and you can make your rounds again the next day so nice. keep your sack of gratitude with you at all times and make sure you're giving it as well
0: hell yeah yeah that's awesome
1: <laughs> thank you <laughs>
0: yeah uh, maybe in that in that same vein uh cre- i'm curious about creativity and like artistic expression because i'm i'm finding a, a lot of gratitude in my life for having that outlet I, I kind of stifled my creativity for a long time, and so um, now that I've got all these projects going, and I'm in school, and I can do all this writing or whatever, the, the creative juices are flowing a lot more. This podcast lets me do, do writing and curating and art and all this stuff, and and uh, I'm always curious to, to hear how people get that juice out like that creativity out and i I know you've got like some tattoos and a buddy of mine he you know he's got some of his own art on him through another artist and uh so what, what do you do to express yourself creatively aside from your awesome platform to yeah. mommy
1: jane um you know it's great that you mentioned that i just uh, we didn't i went to token paint or paint and puff puff paint you know those things whatever they call them i don't know yeah so they have these things where you go instead of having the wine and, and painting they give you cannabis and you oh can paint oh my god sign me up right <laughs> so that's that's where i'm at right now like that's how i get my creativity out where that's I, social too it's social oh, i'm yes. not at a bar yeah. i'm home at a decent hour i came i come home with something that is now hanging in my children's bathroom every day they get to see it and then you know you fill up your heart your heart and your house with uh heart <laughs> yeah. yeah so i like that that's another thing um i love i'm a big believer in uh mood boards i'm about to create another one because it's virgo season because it's ultimate manifesting season mood intention. boards
0: or intention, intention yeah boards? But, well
1: ma- yeah that kind of stuff yeah mobile i like the mobile i like yeah. that idea <laughs> Ooh, so yeah i've i'm i made one last year and i would say about Ninety percent of that stuff, maybe a hundred, maybe even a hundred. If I just really looked at it, came true. You too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they, that's they why work. I'm making another one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm all about those intention boards. I mean, because it's the same thing as the power of words. You're you're literally laying the tracks for the train to come, yes. right over. Yes, yeah. It's it's we're super, wizards. It's Make
1: your potions.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Visualize yourself in the future having already done the thing. And yes, it, it's powerful. It's it's hugely powerful. So that being said, what kind of I know you said uh, you did. You don't have a twenty-year plan, but what kind of that's great? What kind of goals or aspirations do you have for the near future for uh, yourself, your family, or the mommy Jane?
1: Ah, uh, great question! Thank you so much for asking. Um, My goals for about, you know, from, from to infinity and beyond, I want to continue to, um, educate. I really hope the 2020 brings me more traveling opportunities so that I can connect with people Mm -hmm. on a more personal level. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, the society feels so alone because we aren't making attempts to connect. If we make more attempts to connect, I've talked to about four different strangers, just had five to 10 minute conversations with strangers in Staples, in Trader Joe's, just random. We just talked we never saw each other again, but it was like the best. And I felt like I was in a village and you're at that village and you're in the courtyard and everything's passing through and you just connect. I'm I'm feeling that consciousness is happening more. And yeah. I maybe that's with the greater awakening that's happening. And maybe this is when we get into 5D, this is what's going to happen. But I, I don't know. I just feel like I want to do more human connection. That's why I did the beach cleanup the other week, I, I love seeing people mm-hmm. and seeing people in their dharma and seeing people do good and seeing people just give more. And um, I, I hope I get to, like I said, to travel to do that. If I can bring my family with, along with those travels, that would be an even bigger blessing. I'm, I'm welcome to receive anything that the university is fit for that. But um, my family is already very um, successful and very happy, and I, I hope that they can continue to follow their dreams and um, provide service to the community more so that that our community can be fulfilled as much as we are being fulfilled by the community and i feel that way on on my community as well so i hope my my path continues to grow so that more people can walk with me on this journey Mm -hmm. so that we can make room for um a better way of life and higher consciousness in parenting higher consciousness in cannabis and higher consciousness with ourselves
0: nice thank you yeah <laughs> hell yeah those are those are good good goals I yeah. love it. i'm excited to see where you go with it
1: thank you thank you yeah. so much and to be
0: a part of this community hell yeah,
1: yeah absolutely we're so lucky gosh we're so lucky yeah. and i can't wait to just do more be more and give more
0: hell yeah <sighs> sweet yeah all right so where can people find you
1: once again, you can find me at the Mommy Jane on all platforms, even on LinkedIn, which I'm not very good at. But hey, go ahead and find me on there as well. And I'm gonna eventually get back on my saddle with all that fun stuff. So, Mommy Jane's in a transition period. I'm ready. Um, I'm excited for Scorpio season. I'm gonna let everything die off, and Ooh. then, yeah, scary stuff. <laughs> this is always a hard time. October is my hardest month every every year. It might be for everybody else, but I have some serious karma in my my house with Scorpio. So, mm. but I'm working through it every year. Gets it's easier you know right
0: yeah, and you're still cranking out videos on the youtube channel
1: youtube will keep on happening and uh look for uh, follow me on instagram so you can find out when our patreon is going to launch and what kind of patreon am i doing mm. trust me it'll be worth it okay
0: <laughs> nice. Sweet. Is there anything else you'd like to share before I ask you our final few questions and to wrap it up?
1: Yes. Um, but I would <laughs> love. If, what do you got? <laughs> I uh, just for those of you. Um, I know. I, I, I. You guys might think that I'm like bashing families and stuff like that, but I really am big on cultivating um, in a family life, important family life. Um, and it, in any way that you f- might see it, if it's you and a dog, that's family. If it's, you know, you and your husband and kids, that's family. If it's you and your wife and you don't have children, then that's family too. But really going back to family, um, especially cause the holidays are coming back on and I know everyone's going to start to feel lonely. Don't let the holidays bring you down. This should be your time to connect with self. Find out where you need to be um, with yourself. And I bet that'll bring you the best 2020 that you can find. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> um, all right. So i like to ask a, a handful of questions okay. uh, at the end. Fun. Uh, let's see what people come up with. It's been pretty interesting so far. So the name of this podcast is A Flare for the Curious. <laughs> I'm a curious individual. I've been curious about what you've been getting into, and now I've got a little more insight into that, so thank you for sharing. You're welcome. What is something that you have been curious about lately or would like to learn more about?
1: Um, as I mentioned earlier, actually, I'm very curious about um, mushrooms. I'm not, I'm not going to pronounce it right, but it's like... <laughs> Starts with the P. Psilocybin, yeah, psilocybin. 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 I know I always butcher these these fancy terms. That I'm learning, but I'm not a scientist, you guys. I'm not trying to. So psilocybin is one
0: chemical that comes from some. It's mushrooms, derived from some mushrooms, but there's no, a- I want other ones. Like, so like, amanita muscaria, the the red one with the white dots, yes, that has muscimol in it. And then there's a there's a third one that's that's less popular, harder to come by. So there's like there's different psychedelic compounds oh, that's awesome. within mushrooms. So. Mushrooms are are pretty a wide wide range to explore. It's, so it's all mushrooms. I uh, want
1: the fungi to be researched. I think we need more plant medicine. Um I'm a big believer <laughs> in um you know, I feel like if we use drugs in the way that they were intended then there's nothing wrong with it and it's the abuse that really gets out of hand it's abuse of food that gets out of hand it's abuse of coffee that gets out of hand it's abuse of sex that gets out of hand it's abuse of spending that gets out of hand there's abuse in so many different ways and shapes and forms and if we just see everything in a way that we just don't abuse and just use then then nothing's a threat we only make things a threat if we make it a threat. Even humans, so just don't make it a threat and be open to everything. And we might be able to find some amazing um, healing properties in a lot of plants that we haven't really given a chance yet,
0: so. or that we've stopped giving a chance. Oh yeah, <laughs> because stop we, giving a historically chance. they give they, more they, plants they have a, chance. a chance. Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> here's my new slogan for 2020. Nice. So.
0: Yeah. So I, I think um, with this psychedelic resurgence, it is completely aligned with the other things we were talking about in terms of a return to community life and mm-hmm. communal life communing with ourselves communing with each other communing with our plant and our our plants <laughs> our planet yes. our planet was what i was going for and
1: plants communicate and plants. with those too yes yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely and so throughout history we've had plant medicines of both psychoactive and non-psychoactive and it Plant medicine that alters our consciousness gives us deeper insights to so many things. So many, so things. many things. I don't want to go too far off yeah. on a tangent about that, but <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. But <laughs> so we can. But you know, some of some of the visions that people have in altered states correspond with some of the things people see under microscopes, and so they're different ways of exploration. Just like the ancients in India could do deep meditation and explore the universe, you can travel the universe through going within. Like so, so what is this book? Like the, the, the Cosmic Serpent by Jeremy. Oh my God, it's by DNA. Jeremy Narby. So uh, in through ayahuasca, <laughs> uh, the people spoken about in in that book, they the they have visions of what DNA looks like, and they have you know both in its in its uh, double helix form and its broken off form, and it's this idea of a water serpent, which is what DNA is, right? And so there's different things, you know, the, the serpent is also related to kundalini energy sometimes, but...
1: I haven't done that yet. But, have you? Uh,
0: I've had some experiences, but Damn. but in regards to DNA, uh, some of the indigenous cultures that use uh, water snakes are referring to DNA and the behavior of DNA. So, the through ayahuasca, not only are they getting a deep understanding of DNA and what it means to, to be life, a life form on this planet, but do they have their whole Encyclopedia of medicines, often informed by the visions that they have. They'll have a vision that then, then the the spirits will speak to them and say, "Go into the forest, pick this plant to help this person with that ailment, and it'll work." Now that's some intuition. It's it's the plant medicine communicate communicating with mm-hmm. you, and so I, I, that's just one example. <laughs> but uh, I, I think these like i said you know these these plants medicines let us connect in in ways that we throughout our entire history have been connected and we
1: detached apparently from <laughs> in very
0: intentional ways whether it's uh, appropriating the the frequency of rock music to distort our mental frequency or whatever the fuck else is going on with pharmaceuticals and and Altering the environment, yeah, <laughs> and like in and our food, the food. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the industry is keeping you sick, so you'll keep buying the products instead of actually treating what you have going on or preventative or sitting care. Sitting with the
1: problem, you guys. You can send healing. I've fixed my neck. I've a wart fell off my finger. I healed it off this this summer. May have been CBD too, but. Hey,
0: that's something else I've talked about on this podcast a lot before. Is tapping into uh, our ability to induce what we refer to as the placebo effect.
1: I freaking believe in placebo yeah. induction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If we can create dopamine, we can create that.
0: You can do all the things, and so it's 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 just figuring out what the technology is that we're actually embodying, because holy shit, it's phenomenal, and we give it so much less credit than it deserves.
1: Yeah. We're, plants regenerate. I, I bring plants back to life all the time. Why, why yeah. are we not like that? We are totally like we that.
0: We are totally like that. Yeah, I love it. Sweet. I love it. That's a great thing to be curious about. Okay, next question. (laughs) Curious has two meanings, and the other one is strange or weird, right? Oh, "Oh, that's curious, right? Okay. So uh, could you share with us a a strange or unexplainable experience you've had? I know you've mentioned in the past that you've had out-of-body experiences that resulted in uh, what you consider a spiritual awakening. Yes. I'm happy to hear about that and or anything else that is coming to mind it looks like you've got something i
1: have a few things I mean, i'm not trying to know what i want to do you can um, say multiple i things. definitely <laughs> feel like i've seen um alien spaceships in my lifetime so i definitely want to just say that real fast i believe in fucking aliens and you guys are crazy because we're aliens too so if you don't believe in aliens <laughs> look at yourself you are an alien if you went to another planet you'd be an alien okay so aliens exist.
0: One of my favorite <laughs> favorite things to, to rabble rouse about is, oh, you believe in a god? Is the god off the planet? Okay, that's an alien. You worship aliens.
1: <laughs> there it is. Yay! Yay. <laughs> we're, like, all think about things for what they actually are. And this is a
0: massive spaceship flying through space. Yeah. Like, holy
1: shit. And everything's shit. fine, and yet we're still magnetized towards and it. And we're
0: still not sure if, like, the water on this planet came from an outside source. And, like, oh, what the hell? And, like, are the aliens really us in the future? And, I don't know, is anything up other than a projection of our own minds? And I don't know. know. This is all a dream.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, so aliens exist. Aliens ah. exist. Number one, um, I've definitely also seen like ghost premonitions in my family's house. I've seen brooms levitate in the air and fall apart. I've had during a sleepover. Wait, wait. She never f- slept over again, obviously. But what happened? Like, well, because my grandparents both died in the house that I grew up in. Because in Missouri, where we came from, the tradition was you leave the body in front of the fire. In front of the fire. Um, Fireplace for a couple of days. I think it's to make sure that they weren't like just not dead because I'm, I'm sure back in the day things would, you know, happen. People would just be passed out and people would like bury people and stuff. Yeah. So um, they,
0: they used to put bell. bell oh, yeah, it's yeah. like the
1: version of the bell. So uh, I believe that perhaps my, maybe my, also I've, my home is the Novato Creek and that's all highly Miwok territory, which is a very, very spiritual um, Native American uh, tribe that l- existed for. I mean they still they're very small populace now but um that's where we dominantly uh took over as no, as a citizens of Nevada and stuff so um I can only imagine the energies that are also there but I definitely had a lot of crazy uh paranormal stuff growing up um but as far as like other things like recently well in the last like 10 years I told you about the sleep paralysis I've dealt with that which is the only reason I don't do astral travel very much because I'm afraid of that feeling again you know Mm. like where if what if I wake up and I'm not quite done yet and, and and all that stuff so last night I did a um uh, like some sort of guided meditation into the seventh dimension on YouTube. And it had like 10,000 likes. That's a pretty highly rated YouTube video. So I'm like, I can handle this. If 10,000 people are like, okay with this, then I'm fine. I'm not going to like, I'll be safe. I'll be safe. So I am starting to do it. And right in the middle of it, he's like going along the journey and we're like making our eyes into wax and melting our eyes and all this crazy shit. So we're going along into our journey and, All of a sudden, I see, like, my normal... Because he's talking about the colors we see. He's like, can you see the golds and the maroons and the blues and greens that you see? And I'm, like, looking at my little swirlies and the little, like, things that I normally see. Um, And sometimes, like, if I have, like, some strong edibles, I'll see some crazy visuals. I'm not going to lie, okay? (laughs) However last night was so different it got like all of a sudden it got like darker like the darkness got dark because you know how it's like when your eyes are closed it's not quite dark mm-hmm. but all of a sudden it got dark dark and i saw what like almost is like a a uh oh my god what the heck um uh like a globe, I was trying to explain it to Anthony that it was like a globe that had split open, and it had like the the fractures of like when a thing opens up, like a map, but it had like the grids too. And and the guy on the video was like telling us to like go inside or whatever whatever it was that I was seeing was probably not what he was talking about. I don't know who, maybe I have no idea, but I got too scared. To go in there and that's when I tore the headphones off and I like forced myself away because I didn't feel like I was lucid enough um, to be in that state of mind. I felt like I was still, and when I did, my heart was racing really fast and I didn't realize that because I was doing such slow breaths. I thought were slow breaths to get to that state. We were doing some breathing techniques and stuff. I don't know, maybe I'll do it again tonight and see if it have a reaction.
0: In the past, when you've had sleep paralysis, you've obviously come out of it, you're moving now. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, my friend said you can die you if, you, um, if you uh, cross over. Like, my friend's told... I don't know, is she lying? Is she, like, psyching me out?
0: I don't know what her qualifications are for it's saying true. that. Oh, it's I true. I haven't met this person, so I don't want to yeah. say anything about it She says she actually
1: travels a lot.
0: Now, I I don't... My inclination is to say... No, okay. (laughs) You couldn't. I'm not going to say you can't die, but um, I would think that even if you came back, but were paralyzed, you're going to wake up out of it sooner or later. That's
1: true. It's just like a kind of tiny coma.
0: You know, I got a buddy. He often wakes up with sleep paralysis and ten or fifteen minutes, and then he's fine. And it's an ongoing thing. And he's kind of learned to explore it. And he's been he's been curious about it. And I think that's allowed him to be. Little more lighthearted and playful yeah, about it.
1: I probably shouldn't fear it so much. That's not a good space for me to be feeling it that way. Maybe that's another reason why I should probably tap into it again so I don't feel the fear. Well,
0: like we were talking about before, like uh, before Buddha's great awakening, he had to fight the demons. He saw Mara and the three daughters. And a- anything that you're seeing is a projection of yourself. And you know you're good, yeah. <laughs> you're God. So, yeah. so I mean, even if it gets bad and it it's gets ugly me. and it gets dark, those are things that are coming up for you to process. And I don't know if you've ever processed anything before, but when you're done, you feel better. Yeah, it feels right. Good. So if, right. if 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 it starts to get dark, if you've got the time and the okay. and the energy for it, try to. Just wait it out that would that would be what i would want to do but i've also stopped myself mid-technique and be like that's too intense i'm done you have <laughs> from okay. from doing different things like i try all yeah. these different breathing techniques yeah. like, I do like the wim hof method or with uh with with my 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 yoga teacher and friend that i i did an earlier podcast with we did 15 minutes of of power powerful breathing we're doing like a three-part breathing and like your whole body gets like gnarls up and gets it's super intense like i when i try to do that kind of technique on my own i usually stop by 10 minutes but when i have somebody else encouraging me to do it i can finish so (sighs) it it, 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 i i'm you're you're not alone (laughs) in being like oh that's fucking intense let me back off a little bit
1: damn am i being like a a baby about this no i mean
0: i mean and and especially for something new and and you're not coming in with like a framework and like uh, a guide and a mentor. You're exploring it on your own. I know. And I was just so like, let's like try you know, this tonight, <laughs> like anything else. You're going to dip your toe in and then come back and maybe wade in and then eventually you're ready to just dive in head first. And and if especially if you're going on your own, then you take it at your pace that yeah. you feel good. Yeah. You know. So look I, at the
1: phone call when I do.
0: Yeah. I, I'm curious <laughs> to hear how that turns out, and and maybe you can send me that link.
1: <laughs> I have I, already. Yeah. I'm gonna do it now. Actually, dude, yeah. it's it's nuts. It's pretty nuts.
0: Yeah. So that's. Yeah, are you familiar with Stanislav Grav? No. So but- he's this guy in the '60s. Uh, a lot of a lot of people were starting to experiment with psychedelics and, and uh, psychotherapy, but then they made it illegal. And as you you know, some people like Ram Dass and Richard Alpert lost their jobs, and essentially that form of research has was minimized for 40, 50 years until now we're having the resurgence. But Stanislav Grof, he, he wanted to continue studying altered states of consciousness and their therapeutic effects. And he, I'm not sure how he came about this realization, but he realized through breathing techniques, you can also induce altered states of consciousness. Um, so he had, Whoa. Which, which we know uh, through different breathing techniques, okay. we can do this. Yes. Um, so his, his method is holotropic breathwork. That's what he calls his. And then we were, I think we were talking maybe before we started about the rebirthing te- technique of, the uh, of Leonard Orr, who just passed this week. I'm
1: going to write that one down. May
0: his soul rest in peace, yes, Leonard P. Orr. Yeah, that's the rebirthing technique. And that one is uh, more like cyclical breathing. So you, you breathe in and let gravity exhale, and when it gets to the bottom, you inhale again. And yeah. so it, it, it's a cyclical c- kind of breathing. And, yeah, so many different things. But you can... It's... Some debate over whether it's hyperventilating or not, but they're different things. Uh, you're you can flood your energy level, energy field with with prana, right? Uh-huh. We, we pranayama and yoga is is breath exercises, but prana is the energy. You're doing different the different. You're using the the breath as a vehicle. Mm-hmm the pranayama so uh yeah altered states of consciousness stanislav grav breathing techniques uh i'm into it
1: yeah i've done some heavy breathing under we didn't we did it underground literally it was in a basement of downtown la with like 40 people in like this cave room thing and we were doing the <gasps> with the laying down and i'm like i honestly i'm like are we fucking levitating i got to like yeah. some point where i'm like damn
0: yeah and often that's nuts. coupled with uh with drumming So yeah
1: they had a person doing that and it was intense i was like this was one of the, and it was hours after I'd been held hostage at the Amtrak. So I'd had a near death experience, then went and done that. And it was Whoa. the fucking wildest shit to this day. Like my friend that was there, we still talk about them. Like, dude, remember that time when I fucking went to the thing still after like, I almost died? Yeah. It was nuts. Wow. It was really, really nuts. So definitely, like, I feel like breathing is not to be fucked with. That's a whole other spell. You know, yeah, you got to know what you're getting yourself into, it's too. Powerful. Yeah, it,
0: it can be it can be used for so many different things. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's like a drug itself.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, well, Oof. the reality is, our entire experience is a chemical experience. It's all different levels, right? And so <laughs> you're alter, altering your, your physiology by by regulating your breath in different ways. And Dang that alters your chemical experience, so it is a drug.
1: Dang, <laughs> the the, I hu- love the this. human
0: experience, right? The, yep. human experience the, the, the embodied human experience. When the disembodied human experience. When we're doing the astral projecting, I, I guess I can't really speak for the dopamine levels there, but yeah, it's all pretty interesting.
1: I've only had two out of body experiences: one when I gave birth to my daughter, and two when I thought I'd lost her. Remember when she went missing? Yeah, and I took that shower because I was in my like moments of desperation after I'd gone to like hour three. I, like, got into the shower and I just... Because that's, like, when I couldn't sleep when I was in my 20s, I'd go there to, like, go back to sleep. And I remember getting into the bath and just being, like, seeing... Or not a bath, a shower, but I was crouching into the bath. And I was out of my body, staring at myself, crouching down. And somehow I got back in. I don't even remember how I got back in, but that that was the day I gave zero fucks about anything moving forward. I was going to get my daughter full-time or as best as I could. You know what I mean? Like I wanted her for the school year. I didn't want her out of my sight ever again. Like she, it was like, what are you going to do with your life after this? And I went hard on the mommy Jane, like a few months prior, I'd started it, but that's when I was like, I'm going to events. I'm going to start doing things. I'm gonna start making events. Like I was, it was just like, why stop? Yeah. You know, like, you guys, any day could stop for us, so why stop? So, that's what really got my, like, having out-of-body experience, that'll get your freaking body going.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I love it.
1: Hell yeah. All right, last question I want to ask. Yeah, yeah.
0: Bringing it all home. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Yes. <laughs> uh, can you name a time that you experienced profound beauty?
1: I, honestly, this is going to sound so cheesy. Please don't roll your eyes, you guys every day, like, right now, like, right now in this moment, if you are not looking around and fucking loving life, like, in love with your life, then what are you doing? Like, you need to be fucking changing things if you are not looking around and loving every breath you're taking, every word you're seeing, every poster, every, like, every moment that you are inhaling a freaking breath of, of air it is like, that should be love. Your life should be love at all times. Beautiful. Thank, <sighs> you, <so much. laughs>
0: Thank you for giving us all such a wonderful example of how to, to really embrace that beauty. Your gratitude practice. <sighs> oh, living so from grateful. the heart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so grateful.
0: Wow. Jessica, thank you so much for coming out today and, and sharing yeah. this time and sharing all of your uh, your life wisdom and your love for the beauty that is existence. Oh, i you're so lucky. Continuously inspired by you and the work that you're doing.
1: <laughs> thank you for allowing me to be here today. And thank you those of you that listened.
0: All right, there it is. The Mommy Jane's Neighborhood can be found on Instagram at Jane. And all the links you need are at aflareforthecurious.com. Go ahead and rate and review this podcast. Send me some feedback. I'd love to know what you think. Do you have your own story about uh history of cannabis? Have you been stigmatized in your own communities by your own families, possibly? I'd love to hear your story. Share it with me. Um, let's get the conversation going. We are stronger together. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can uh, share it with somebody you know. That's the best way to get the word out. And if you're able to make a financial contribution, as this is a labor of love that I produce out of pocket with no advertisements for you to listen to, uh, you can also go to aflareforthecurious.com, uh, click the support button, and you can make a financial contribution through Venmo, Cash App, Patreon, Zell, or uh, PayPal. On the next episode of a Flare for the Curious, I'm going to chat with Kevin Akkad, Who is the founder of Inner Shift Healing He is a Reiki-infused masseuse Who is also an intuitive and angel communicator And he's got an awesome channel on YouTube Where he also shares some of his insights and teachings Um, And we get into it We really have a good conversation Um, And he he does some channeling And uh, it's, it's a good time So do subscribe to the podcast So you're notified when that comes out Should be in the next week or so All right, friends, I'm going to move it along, but I do encourage you to stay curious, never stop asking those good questions, and keep your hearts open. Have a good one, everybody. Peace.